At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. I'm your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue where we always do big business. Thank you guys so very much for joining us on your Wednesday nights, wherever you may be. Joined, as always, by... The Chi-Town Smart, and before Jesse says anything, man, oh my goodness, you guys. Yo, can I sit down, please? I get you guys are excited, man. We got three bombs already, man. Oh my goodness. We got one from Jason Barker. We got one from Billy Sizane with a Billy Bomb. And we got one from Adam Casper. 100 in Super Chats. Adam says, happy Wednesday, JD and the OTS Nation. Jason says, what's up, JD, Jesse and the OTS venue? AW Dynamite was a good show. My favorite match tonight was Swerve and Hangman. It looked like they were setting up for a double turn. I want Swerve Strickland to win at Revolution. And Billy with his bomb. JD, Jesse, me and my boy just left the show. Dynamite was great. And it's official. Mercedes Monet is all elite. OTS for life. Gentlemen, thank you so very much for all of your support. Jesse, are you doing big business over there? Of course, bro. Why wouldn't I be, man? You know who's not doing big business tonight, man, unfortunately? I'm very, I'm very upset by this news. I don't watch the pro. I'm very upset, man. Scott Demore is not doing big business. You know, you don't have to be uh, into the TNA product to know that Scott Demore was a huge, huge, huge factor to any and all success that they currently have. So this announcement was, you know, more shocking than any other news that has come out about Vince. The stuff that Vince has, the stuff that's come out about Vince has been disgusting, horrible, but not very much shocking now, is it? Not really, no. You know, this is very shocking. 
We're going to go over that tomorrow, guys. We're going to talk about Scott Demore tomorrow. Uh, Jesse may have some content up on that, and I have all the information you need in regards to that. But tonight, AEW has their show in Phoenix. Lively crowd, over 5,000 strong in Phoenix, Arizona. I want to say first and foremost, I seriously hope AEW gets back on the right track with their live events. You guys clearly see a difference in 5,000, 6,000 energetic AEW fanatics compared to the 1,500 that we've been given for the last two weeks. It just did not come across well on TV. The energy and the Phoenix love tonight came across on my TV, and it delivered a great show This was probably the best AEW Dynamite that we've gotten, I would say, in several weeks, going back to the first Dynamite of the new year in 2024. Uh, Jesse, as always, uh, I want to start off with uh, what you want to start off with here, man. I know a lot of people want us to talk about Mercedes. We got news on Mercedes. We'll talk about Mercedes, but I'll leave it up to you. If you want to go Mercedes, we'll go Mercedes. But if you want to talk about anything else, it's up to you, man. What do you want to talk about? No, no, I think the most important thing here is what we got in the main event tonight. I think the action in the ring and the, oddly enough, the biggest story right now really going in AEW is Darby and Sting winning the tag team titles. Feels good moment. We got the Sting, we got the Borden family out there front row checking everything out. I mean, they weren't gonna let him, they weren't gonna let him lose with his son sitting in front row now. Like, hey, bring, now. bring your kids, dude. Bring your son, bring your daughter, have them sit out front. We're gonna have we're gonna have Ricky Starks bury you right in front of your family. Not how I was, not how I was gonna flow. So it was good that Sting had another moment, just another moment in knowing Sting's uh, illustrious career. And uh the Bucks coming out, you know, to to kind of um amp up this 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 new character of theirs a little bit, and they came out in white suits for anybody who's unaware, and they did what I thought was going to be, you know, just a normal beatdown because we're challenging you, you guys for the titles coming up soon. But I think the visuals of them turning that into, you know, a, a, a bloody massacre all over their white suits was... A nice little visual for the go-home segment right there. I did like that. Yeah, I thought that was uh, everything in regards to that post-match attack with the Young Bucks, Sting, and Darby Allen. I thought was fantastic stuff. Uh, I know we've been seeing the Young Bucks on our television kind of being, you know, lighthearted and joking around about their new EVP status. They're now Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. And it's all kind of, uh, you know, over-the-top campy comedy, I would say, or not really comedy, but, you know, attitude-wise, just really embellished. But but tonight, tonight was, you know, the heart of the matter, and they are going to be a vicious and hated duo in the AEW tag team rankings. I am more excited about this Young Bucks direction than I have been about any other Uh, iteration of the Young Bucks that we've seen in AEW. I thought, like you said, Jesse, the visual of them in the white suits and them smearing Darby's blood all over their suits was just unbelievable. And it really sold how how ferocious this match is going to be at Revolution for Sting's final match and how 
they are going to try and destroy and ruin and drive out Sting on his last night in the company. And I'm looking forward to it, man. I was looking forward to it uh, as soon as we saw the new character turn for the Young Bucks. And now with what they did tonight and now the tag team titles being implemented, uh, that's going to be a tremendous main event. I'm very excited for it. It is. It is. That That is actually something to look forward to as far as the direction they're going to go forward with. Um, because, you know, I'm, I mean, to me, it's, I mean, it's already a foregone conclusion that the Bucks are going to win those titles. Um, well, as they should. Sting is retired. As they should. Yeah. You know, um, but net, but then I'm more looking forward to what they do with the with those titles and the tag division that we've been so unhappy about for so long. Yeah. Um, it seems like they maybe they may be on a, on a path to bring some excitement to it. Um, it seems like they're going to be dicks for a very long time, which is fine by me because they they play into it well. I just want some interest in that in those tag team titles, man. I I think it'll be a, a good thing for the division. Yeah, it's going to be a good thing. I hope it's a good thing for the division. They, I mean, they got a lot of great tag teams there, and I really hope that they get back on track and you know do what they did in year one and year two because that was really the backbone of the entire company and that was led by the young bucks and their vision. So hopefully we do get back to that. But I thought that was a great closing segment to end the show as Sting and Darby Allen win the tag team titles. And Sting wins his first championship gold in AEW, remaining undefeated. What happens with Ricky Starks? I don't know. I don't know when his contract is up. I don't know what his standing is with the company. Oh, oh we know what happens to Ricky Starks. Well, we all know. We all have a, an inkling of a feeling what happens to Ricky Starks. He'll be joining uh, Mr. Cody Rhodes over in WWE. And uh, The Rock could look at Ricky Starks and make comparisons about how young he looks and how he looks like a young Dwayne. I can't wait to see that play out over there. Mind you, uh, I'm looking forward to the main event of Revolution. Yeah. The other big thing that happened tonight was Tony Khan announced on March 13th, March 13th, uh, in TD Garden, Boston, Massachusetts, we are getting a themed AEW Dynamite. And that will be entitled Big Business. Now, I think everybody had uh, a clue as to where this was going tonight. Uh, the Ticketmaster website kind of let the cat out of the bag earlier this morning when they put tickets on sale for March 13th, AEW Dynamite inside the TD Garden. And they left this date specifically open. Other dates were filled around this date. And obviously, once we got that, City announced, we kind of pieced this puzzle together and all kind of figured out that this was going to be the debut of the beautiful and talented Mercedes Varnado, a.k.a. Mercedes Monet, the former Sasha Banks in WWE. Now, I got news on this in just a second. Jesse, were you surprised by this announcement? I love the announcement, by the way. Tony Khan had the most smug, prickish look all over his face, and I looked at that and I just started fucking smiling myself. This man looks so fucking happy that this look, basically, you looked at Tony Khan deliver this announcement tonight, and it was basically, yeah, motherfucker, I got Mercedes and probably Okada debuted on this show. Go fuck yourself, Paul. It's basically what I got there from uh, from good old TK on the screen today, man. What did you think of this announcement? Are you surprised? Are you excited? Are you finally happy this is fucking coming to an end with all these rumors? Talk to me. I'm a little confused as to how 
Ticketmaster or the venue spoiled anything. They said tickets went on sale in Boston. Is this is this AEW's first time going to Boston? No, they had the uh, Blood and Guts last year at the TD Garden. Okay, but how is an announcement that they're coming to the TD Garden uh, releasing any information about Mercedes? I mean, it's in Boston. Mercedes is from Boston. Build from Boston, now living in Los Angeles, I believe. Or maybe she lives in, or maybe she lives all over the place, man. I don't know. Gotcha. Nah, nah, Mercedes it, is coming. That's what it fucking means, okay? Look, she is. I'm sure she is. We know she is. But I fail to understand how them announcing they're going to Boston was a reveal for anything. But that's all I was saying. But he looked happy, bro. He looked like, he looked, he looked. He looked the way he did when he signed a certain Chicago-based wrestler. Oh, yeah. He had he had that certain glow in his eye. You know? Oh, yeah. So he was happy. He was super happy, man. And you know TK, man, his, his fandom comes first, you know. So he knows he has something in his pocket that's going to pop the fans. And he, he, he same, oh, thing with the, same thing with the first dance, you know. It's, it's kind of like, hey, uh, for some reason, we're booking the – Biggest uh, arena in your city. Just saying. You know, it's... Well, hopefully they have a good turnout. And uh, I know a lot of people are already shitting on this because they, you know, they have this this weird hate boner for Mercedes Monet and what she stands for, who she is, and she's overrated and she's overpaid and WWE doesn't need her and blah, blah, blah. She's injury prone and all this other nonsense. I mean, I could sit here and tell you, yeah, you know, the injuries are a concern. And yeah, is she going to be that big of a difference maker on top of everybody else that AEW's brought in that really hasn't been a difference maker? You know, I could sit here and Jesse could sit here along with me and we can go over the fact that, you know, the uh, the new car smell will probably wear off after a couple of weeks. And we're not afraid to admit that. But you can't deny that if Mercedes is coming in, that she's going to transform that entire division. And I am going to have a heart-to-heart here after I read this article, uh, looking into this camera, and I'm going to address those in AEW. If you are, which I think it's basically all but confirmed, uh, that you're bringing in Mercedes and what needs to happen next. Now, Fightful put this out immediately after the announcement from Tony Khan on AEW Dynamite tonight. The company announced a TT Garden episode of Dynamite specifically titled Big Business, which is to feature Mercedes, who has been on the company's payroll since at least early January. Now, I know Sap's been all over this. I know Andrew Zarian's been all over this on his show, Matt Men. And I want to let you guys know that before anybody, not to toot my own horn or anything, but me and Mr. Andrew Bedala called this around the beginning of November. And we were basically stern and confident in our predictions and in our reporting. And there was a little bit of a a, a cast of doubt because of what was going on with the WWE. She was in talks with WWE. They fell through. I've heard you guys say she was in talks with WWE, man. Yeah, she was. They fell through because they weren't going to pay her enough. Well, clearly. Clearly. I mean, listen, there was a ready-made storyline for her there. You know, obviously, they went in a different direction with Bailey and Damage Control. She would have fit right into that with Bailey and possibly Naomi against the new Damage Control. But that is not happening now. But we stay true to our word. We believe that she was going to AEW, and here we are 
uh, March 13th in Boston at the TD Garden. Now, on March 13th, we'll get that, but it was on December 29th, Fightful reported that WWE stated that while they had talks with Mercedes, those talks had fallen through and the two sides couldn't come to terms similar to what happened prior with AEW. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. However, talks continued with AEW, and we're told that an agreement was in place around that time, which is likely why WWE was open to admitting that their talks have ceased. There was consideration in announcing or debuting Mercedes, but instead the decision to pass on that for the TD Garden was set. Now, I'll stop there. I put out a tweet today earlier on X, and I said, I think it would be in AEW's best interest to announce that they are going to have Mercedes debut on that date and have her live on TV signing an official AEW contract. Clearly, they went in a different direction. Jesse, do you like the way that they're doing this and taking the same approach with the CM Punk first dance uh, in Chicago method? I don't think it matters that much. I'm, I'm going to be real, real fucking honest, dude. I think we're splitting hairs, okay? I mean... We are really, really, really splitting hairs. They should have did it this way and not this way. This way will be better. Get the woman on TV and get her working, first off. Make it a big deal. He's doing that. He's making it a big deal. Outside of that, let's just get her on TV and get her moving, dude. I mean, we're, we're, now we're going to just sit and psychoanalyze every little detail about how she comes in and what she does. Let's get her on TV, all right? Um, he is making it a big deal. He is he is booking the biggest arena in her hometown. He is giving her the red carpet treatment as you know as he should be. Only because I say that only because she's been a highly touted free agent and the most talked about female wrestler on the planet for right now. Yeah. So let's make it a big deal, man. I mean, you won. I mean, you 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 secured Mercedes Monet. Make it a big deal. How he does it is not that big of a deal as long as he doesn't just roll her out there and, I mean, with no pomp and circumstance, which is not what he's doing. We're getting there. He's making it a special event, much like he did with Punk. So I'm completely fine with it. Would I have done it any different? Maybe. I probably would have. I mean, but not to say mine was better and this is trash. This is just perfectly fine. He's making it a big deal. And I hope between her coming in with Britt Baker coming back with Jamie Hayter coming back and implementing um, Chris Statlander and Serena Deeb, I'm looking at a big, big, big turnaround for for the women's division in AEW. Which right now there's no faith and no trust. Yeah. Which I will say that right now. But she's uh, a nice precursor to what I will uh, address after this report. Um, So that is set. Fightful's heard that there were several possibilities discussed, but that the February 7th show announcement and the March 13th show date have been set for several weeks When Fightful reached out about the rumors that Mercedes could be highlighted as far back as New York's Grand Slam show, we were told Mercedes was nowhere near being ready in the ring at that point. This was also confirmed by New Japan sources when reports emerged that they were hoping to book Julia versus Mercedes. New Japan sources indicated that Mercedes was not cleared and had not actually resumed training and had instead posted older footage 
A pretty big piece of the news related to Fightful from New Japan sources is that they do expect to have the ability to continue to work with Mercedes and told Fightful it's been discussed. It's all but confirmed that she's coming in. Uh, if you guys want to go read Mercedes's last tweet, she actually did tweet tonight around 10.30. She says, I remember when I couldn't pay the rent. Now I own the whole building that I'm living in. Sky's the limit when you're never giving in. You get in, you ride it out, and don't look back again. Sounds like uh, a song lyric of sorts. I don't know who that's from. Maybe you Sounds s- like haiku. Maybe, some, maybe you sleuths out there can uh, dissect what Mercedes is uh, saying here. But I am excited about this. I've been excited about this. I do agree with Jesse. Get her on TV. Get her in the ring. Get her working. The woman should be on TV. It's been long enough. We deserve to see Mercedes, and she, she deserves to have her talent showcased because she is a megastar and probably one of the best female performers in the entire world. Now, no matter what you think of Mercedes, I don't give a shit what you think. I don't give a shit if you're a WWE fan who's not going to follow her over an AEW. It's going to be your loss. If you're an AEW fan who doesn't want another top WWE ex-star coming on in, you know, times are changing. Tony Khan has a TV rights deal that he needs to negotiate, and he needs to seek big uh, big business, big money for AEW by the end of this year, which I'm assuming he will get a nice chunk of change, and Mercedes is definitely going to be a part of that. I, I am worried, and I'm worried for one very specific reason. AEW has done nothing up until this point, and you can tell me that Julia Hart and Athena and all these other women on the show have been booked good and you know, there's stories being developed or Abaddon or Thunder Rose or whatever the fucking case may be. Right now, Tony Storm and Deanna Perrazzo are in a storyline for the AW Women's Championship. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's bad because it's not, but it is at least a start. And we're going to need more than just what we're getting with a Tony Storm and Deanna Perrazzo. There's no faith, there's no trust in the women's division, no matter who is going to be in that division. And Jesse listed an absolutely stacked division about fucking three minutes ago. That, that, that division, now you're going to bring Mercedes in and you're going to put her in that division. AEW is looking at probably the best women's division in all of North America. And I'm including WWE in that. They have yep. some oh. fucking top-tier, top-of-the-line women working for this company. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you right to everybody's face tonight. If they fuck up with Mercedes and don't deliver and don't give this woman story and don't give that division story, you know, I don't think they realize who they're bringing in. They're not bringing in Sasha Banks. This is a whole new, a whole new woman here. You know, Sasha is the moneymaker. Mercedes is basically unproven. We know Mercedes is a great wrestler, but Mercedes Monet you know, you're paying basically off of you're, you're paying her the money based on what she's done with the Sasha Banks name. We we don't we don't know how how this Monet gimmick is supposed to get over or is going to get over. No, or not. I mean it just it depends on how they how they use it and how they how they portray it. Yes, you know she can go in the ring. That's not a question, but now, that doesn't mean the gimmick gets over. So I see what you mean there. Now, this woman and Jesse can attest to this. This woman just doesn't want to come in and wrestle. This woman has basically put herself out there. The most important thing to this woman is, at this stage of the game, she's done everything to transcend and transform divisions, okay? 
So she's got to be paid. Obviously, everybody doing what they're fucking great at, they got to be paid. So clearly she's getting paid. But on top of that, she wants long-lasting impressions. She wants to make memories. She wants, she wants things to matter. The one reason why this woman was driven out of WWE was because they lied to her and they didn't give her an opportunity to build and mold the future of that division. And they gave her championships that they quickly took away from her. And like I said, lied about what they wanted to do with her and how they wanted to use her. Story matters to Mercedes. Story Everything and everything needs a start, a middle, and an end with this woman. If you think you're going to bring this woman into the company and you're going to fucking throw a Julia Hart Abaddon feud out there with Mercedes, that shit ain't going to fly. And you're going to make this woman very unhappy and you're going to make this woman regret signing with the company because at the end of the day, though she's getting money, that woman wants to be fulfilled, and she wasn't fulfilled over in WWE because of the lack of story. She wasn't fulfilled because they push her aside for a Becky, a Charlotte, a, a Alexa, Bianca. They, they moved her aside, and they told this woman that she peaked at the age of 30, which is fucking ridiculous. If you bring this woman in, and you don't build this division around her, and you don't give her story, and we don't see the greatest stories that this division could tell with this woman in this company— I don't think anybody's going to trust you at all, no matter if it's male, female, or any other aspect of this company. You're bringing this woman in, and if you drop the ball with her, that says a lot about the overall arc of the company and how they're going to operate. Don't drop the ball here, because this ain't another fucking signing that you're going to bring in and place on your fucking mantle and, and gloat. Hey, look, I got the former Sasha Banks, the leader of the women's revolution. Ha, ha, ha. I took her away from Paul Levesque. No. That's the last thing you need to fucking do. Shut the fuck up. Stop gloating that you got this woman and use this woman the way that she was used when she first broke on the scene in NXT. That's who you're getting. I don't want to hear another fucking thing about this division not creating stories, not taking it to the next level. If you drop the ball here, I may be done with the fucking women's division overall forever in AEW. Yeah, no, I I agree, man. If... um. You know, if 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 I didn't know any better, I would. I mean, I would definitely say that for for Mercedes, almost called her Sasha. It's not about it's not about the money. She'll earn her money by her work, you know, and she wants to get paid per her value as she sees it, which there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not that's just gonna get her through the door. You got to hold. You got someone who cherishes the business, someone who cares about pro wrestling wants to be involved in the success of your company and, and more specifically the women's division. So telling him that you're going to, they're going to be tagged like for Sasha, they're going to, we're going to make you tag team champions. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then they rip the titles from you, which it's not about the titles either. She can probably give a shit less about losing the titles. It's about what story are we telling in the midst of all of this? You know, what was the point of it? You took it off me and you gave it to the Iconics, who you did nothing with and you end up letting them go. Like, then why'd you feed me all this bullshit? She felt like she was being minimalized. She wasn't being used and her talent was being wasted. She wants to be a superstar. She wants to be a household name. And she has no problem earning that on her own, but you get need to give her a baton to run with. And she's she, she was not creatively fulfilled. And I'm hoping... 
my God, I'm hoping Tony Khan can fulfill that because he is not doing a great job at it right now. But he is getting someone who is going to come back there and not fall in line. She is going to speak up when she has ideas. She's going to speak up when she thinks things are not working correctly or should be changed. And not to say give her what she wants, but this is a creative talent you need to work with to help bring out the best and what she can give you. And I believe she might have that in TK, but we have to see because, my God, he is proving to us that he will drop the ball in the women's division in a heartbeat. I don't know where they start with her. I don't know who they feud with her right off the bat. This woman's coming in. This woman needs to be on TV every single week. I'm not saying have her wrestle every week because I don't want them to blow through Mercedes like Tony Khan fucking, you know, just having just dream match after dream match because he's got fucking yeah. the former Sasha Banks on AEW. I don't want to see Mercedes versus Britt. I don't want to see Mercedes versus Athena. I don't want to see Mercedes versus Jamie Hayter on weekly fucking television because you're bringing in Sasha Banks. This shit needs long-term planning and long-term booking. I don't want to see this woman wrestle every week because then you're just going to up the fucking injury status and run the further risk of injury there. And we all know that she hasn't had a good time with that lately. But this woman needs to be on TV. What this is also going to do is open up AEW, hopefully, to having not just one woman segment on the show, but now possibly two. Look at the fucking roster you have. There should be absolutely zero excuse with the amount of talent that you have on that fucking roster now in that division where we get one women's match on a two-hour dynamite. I would rather see most of those women wrestle than half of the fucking shit that we normally get on AEW Dynamite and Collision. So that's another thing that's possibly going to change. If that changes, then it's already a difference maker by bringing her in because they've been so stuck in their fucking ways. So I don't know who you got running that division now. If Tony Khan is in charge of that and doesn't want to let go... You need to let the fucking foot off of the brakes, buddy. Seriously. Get that division in the hands of a team or somebody that's going to fucking do right by them and make this shit right. Because, again, if you bring her in and no difference is made or she starts to feel like everybody else, I don't think anybody's ever going to trust this man and who he brings in ever again. And I'm going to be fucking pissed. Jesse I hear I Scott DeMore is free. Scott DeMore is free. Best <laughs> knockouts, the women's division in the damn country for the longest of times. If you find out that Scott Demore has a clean bill of fucking whatever, and he's yes. not affiliated with some bullshit Vince-like, then you bring that man in and you give him the run of the mill on Dynamite. Have him run the fucking show. Carte blanche, dude. Tony okay. Khan needs to understand. And yeah, it's his fucking money. It's his father's money, wherever the fucking money's coming from. It's his show, it's his, it's his game, he's the boss. The one thing that we need in 2024 is for Tony Khan to fucking take a couple of steps back. And if that means lessening his roles and lessening his grip on the career process to make the show better and make the show run weekly, more consistently, then that needs to be done. And if Scott DeMore is clean and isn't some fucking sexual predator like Vince McMahon or affiliated with anything that he did or anything anybody else did, right? bring Keep him in. Keep in mind, guys, we are making this suggestion without the full details of what's going on with Scott and TNA. We don't know. Jeff we yet. don't know. 
But if that man is clean and as respected as everybody is making it out to be, then you bring him in, you sign him to a fucking big money deal, and you bring him in to run a show. Yep. Whether it's Dynamite or Collision or give him the fucking entire women's division. Things oh. need to change. This is what you're doing. You're bringing this woman in. If we don't see a fucking change in, in the shift of the company, Tony Khan, people are seriously going to doubt Tony Khan's ability to run this company and make it what we know it could be. Because right now, he's off to a rocky start in 2025. I don't give a fuck who he brings in. He can bring in everybody and anybody he wants. You can stack this roster with the best fucking roster in the history of pro wrestling. If there's no story... I don't give a shit who you bring in. I don't. Make it work with Mercedes. This is the fucking final, this is the final, the final one. This is the biggest fucking woman you're bringing in possibly ever. Keep that same energy. You have, TK has this same, he has this energy about him, this aura, this happiness. He's excited that she's coming in. Keep that same energy while booking her. Keep that same energy while booking the division, all right? Because if you get bored with it and just move on to the next shiny thing coming in, it's going to fall to the wayside and people are going to get pissed, starting right here with me. And people are looking for it to fail. People yep. are looking for you to fail. Prove them wrong. That doesn't mean go on social media and argue with fucking Bob bunch of numbers. Oh, Don't. God. They're looking for you to drop the ball already. There are already people on social media claiming that you will fail Mercedes. There are people out there that were Sasha Banks fans that will not watch your show because of what you've done with the women's division over five years. And that is basically nothing. Nothing. You want to get those fans back? You want to make a new fan out of someone who doesn't want to watch Mercedes even though they love Sasha? Doesn't want to watch Mercedes in AEW. That's who you need to start gaining the Book trust of. Book her well. You need to put her up there. Don't just put her up there. Give her the spot and let her get herself over to get herself up there. She'll do it. But you got to highlight her. You got to put her in fantastic stories so her and her opponent can work out fantastic matches and they can become stars. They'll get it done. This roster will get it done. I named a bunch of women off that, that will help get this shit done. Guess who I left off? Fucking Deanna Perrazzo. Tony Storm. Mariah May. Sky Blue. Julia Hart. Julia Hart. Who's getting better every single week, both her and Sky Blue. Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Chris Statlander. Stat. What are we doing? Thicklander, man. I mean, come on. Get Athena off of that fucking disgusting piece of shit show that you call Garbage of Honor. And get her on TV. Imagine is, we get Athena on TV full time with with Mercedes and everyone else. There should be absolutely zero excuse why we don't get more than one women's match on this show with this division with with, with this woman coming in. Man, man, man! I could I'm sit here forward. and tell you. I could sit here and tell you exactly what Tony Khan needs to do. He's not going to fucking listen to me. Who the fuck am I? Take a step back. Take four steps back. Loosen your grip on this show and start delegating. Hire a writing team and split these fucking rosters. The more people you add, where is everybody else going? It's like a domino effect. You're going to add Okada. You're going to add Mercedes. You're going to add Will Ospreay. Someone underneath them is going to be pushed down even further. 
and you're all going to sit there and gloat about their roster. Yeah, that's great. How are you using that roster? Yes, I don't want to sit. I don't want to sit here and see right. smug look Tony Khan fucking. Hey man, I got another fucking toy that I can play with on my yeah. roster. It's how you book them. You're I right. don't come here to watch great pro wrestling. I do, but I don't at the same time. You know what I care about most? Story. 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 Start telling some stories. I mean, look, I, I, I get the the part where you know my money, my company, I want to run it. I, I mean, I, I get it. But at the end of the day, you want what's best out of your company. So even if you picked up Scott Demore, and again, this is before we know what's going on with Scott. If you picked up a Scott Demore, work next to him, learn from him. This guy ran the knockouts division to the point where it was it was unanimously the best women's division around for the longest of time. The guy knows how to book the women. Start there. Start there. Let him book it. Let him run everything through you. Learn from him. See where it goes. I mean, maybe you just don't want to just give him the keys, all right? Make him a copy, all right? I mean, just just learn from the guy. You can learn from someone like that. It's just an example. If it can't be him for whatever reason it is, bring someone else in who can book it a little bit better. Maybe that's the only thing on their plate, and they can run shit through you. But... I think it's very important. I think this this summer, summer of 2024, needs to be the summer of the AEW women's division. I think it's extremely important because there should be no excuses at this point. Absolutely none. Absolutely none. Nope. You know, you could sit there and Tony Khan could have a problem with Paul Levesque and everything that Paul Levesque has done. If you want to go back and even use that women's evolution as a fucking reference... If you need to go and do that and fucking swallow your own pride, then you go and do that. Because that NXT women's division, there was absolutely nobody in the United States that was churning out fucking matches and stories like that division back when everything was fucking great. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Seriously. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who you get involved. I don't know how you get it done. Some people are telling me Camille is on her way in, too, from NWA. There's another fucking name. Monster of a woman. I heard that, too. I mean, what are we doing? This, Like Jesse said, this is the year of the AEW women. You know, you could be looking at a fucking AEW women's pay-per-view along the lines if you fucking do this thing right, you know? Soraya is still calling for women's tag team titles. With the amount of women you got on this roster, it may actually be feasible. With with all of the different promotions that we're working with here, apparently, what if we got our own little version of the Mae Young Classic? You got a working relationship with Bushiro, don't you? There you go. You can do your own women's May Young Classic type of tournament. We can have a women's Continental Classic at some point. We can have our own women's pay-per-view, our own women's forbidden door, per se. Who's to say the doors for this, the doors doors that Mercedes is going to just open for AEW is is fucking beautiful. And what are you going to do? Sit there and fucking... Smirk on camera that you got the former Sasha Banks in your company because she simply took her away from Triple H. Come on, man, we're gonna need more than that, bro. We're adults here. The 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 better you book this division and everyone for this matter, the more it entices free agents to come and want to be a part of it. Yes, you make it something that others thrive to want to be. And like, I, how many people, low key in WWE or wherever else that they were, 
when the Forbidden Door pay-per-views were happening, one and two, how many of them low-key sat at home with their significant others, with their TV on, sitting there saying, man, I would love to be a part of this shit. I would love it. I would love to. I'm happy where I am. I'm happy in the company that I work for. But I would love to go be a part of this show and then be able to come back to where I work. I just want to be a part of this show. This show is fucking great. I love it. Well, the $100 bomb, I definitely agree with Jesse. It needs to be about the women's division in 2024. Adam Casper, thank you so much, brother, for your generosity. This is, you guys are killing it this month, man. I swear to God, every single month, man, we're just fucking getting bigger, badder, and better than ever, man. This is on our way to being the best month maybe ever in a, in uh in uh, OTS history, I was gonna say AW history, maybe. AW history. Uh, OTS history, man. Thank you guys so very much, Adam, and the rest of you guys with one hundred dollar bombs. Thank you so very much for all your support, man. Keep that energy going, man. We love it. Yes. So yeah, that that that's what we have to say about Mercedes. Yeah, I I, I don't know who from the company's watching me right now. I, if you are, thank you. I'm grateful. I'm excited about this. I've loved this woman since the first day I set eyes on her. That match with Bailey at Takeover still. The greatest women's match in the history of women's wrestling. It made everything for that women's division. Without that match, those women don't have the platform and nobody is opened up to women's wrestling in WWE because obviously, as you know, you know who was running the show. Vince and Bruce and John Laurinaitis. They were never going to allow those women to do what Sasha and Bayley did that night on the May roster. Who do you think opened their eyes? Who do you think pushed the fucking narrative? Who do you think pushed the initiative there? Those two women did. That's what you're getting. That's there what were, you're getting. There were two two historic instances instances in in NXT that stood out to me. That it hits me in the in in the warm feel goods, man. Two things. It's it's when um, Champa and uh, no, not Champa Gargano. The Undisputed Era. It was the Undisputed Era versus uh, Orny Lorcan and uh, Danny Birch. Yeah, with with Adam Cole. That whole match and the story that was being told and everything else, it, the match was fantastic, obviously. But the story being told got to me, and it kind of stuck with me. Like, man, this is this this is the kind of stories I like being told in pro wrestling. That was one. The other one was when Sasha and Bailey were out there going at it, and Sasha made Izzy fucking cry by taking her fucking her her headband or her glasses or something. She took him and threw him off. Threw him to the ground and Izzy legitimately turned to her dad and cried, put his daughter's head in his chest and then turned into Sasha and just kind of smirked. I, oh my God. Dude, yeah, that, that was, was uh, that was during their Iron Woman's match, wasn't it? Yeah, that was so good. Or a last woman standing match, wherever it was. So good storytelling at its absolute Man, that, that image, that image of Mercedes, man, taking Izzy's headband off, wearing it, and then getting back in the ring, and then fucking doing the crying face to Izzy, oh. man, that's fucking absolute boss heel type shit, man. Loved it. So good. So, and what did, and what did it do to that poor child who was traumatized? Made her a pro wrestler. Yeah. Izzy is out there in the business, in the community, doing things, training, learning, and the love of her love of of, of Bailey and NXT drove her to do something like this, man. 
that's the kind of feel-good moments that you want out of these women right now. What a full circle moment that would be, man, if Mercedes and Izzy ever get in the ring together, huh? Oh, my God. Man, you got a built-in story right there, man. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Amazing. Anyway, guys, uh, Mercedes is coming in. Listen, it might not just be Mercedes. We may uh, we may make it rain on March 13th. It, it may be Okada as well. We may get the trifecta, man. With Tony Khan smirk tonight, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Mercedes, Okada, and Osprey all debuting on that night. So uh, we will keep a close eye on that, but it's pretty much a done deal, and uh, she will be coming on in. It's all up to the company now. It's all up to TK to book this woman the way she needs to, because uh, if you don't, I don't see this. Uh, I don't see this partnership lasting very long, honestly. He he did bring in Adam Cole and Brian Danielson on the same night. So he did. It, it's it's not unprecedented. And we were in the building. In the building for that one, man. Unbelievable. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for all of your supports here on OTS. We got 2,800 people in here on a Wednesday night. We're going to get into what we thought was a great show tonight. We're going to talk Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. Match number three. The winner goes on to wrestle Samoa Joe at Revolution. Not really a surprise as to what the outcome was. We will talk about it. We'll talk about Sting, Darby winning the tag team championships. And we'll talk Konosuke Takeshita and Chris Jericho tonight as well. Very, very good dynamite from Phoenix, Arizona. Before we get into anything, guys, I want to thank you for being here. Please hit that thumbs up. Please hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. And make sure you guys go and check out my sponsor for tonight's show. We are sponsored by my great friends over at DraftKings. Listen up, football fans. This is the last weekend of the year, so it's time to get your bets in. I've teamed with DraftKings Sportsbook, and right now is the perfect time to take your shot at the crown. DraftKings is giving all new customers $200 in bonus bets instantly when they place their first $5 bet on anything. There's no time like the present. All you guys got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code JD from NY. The crown is yours. That's right. New customers who bet just $5 will get $200 back in bonus bets instantly. If you guys are wondering what you could use your $200 in bonus bets on, well, you can combine multiple bets together from Super Bowl 58 for a shot at an even bigger payout. If you're already signed up for DraftKings, you guys can make a bet on Super Bowl 58 and get a bonus bet back. Get a bonus bet in the amount of your initial wager. Max reward varies. And if sports betting is not yet available in your state, don't worry. You guys can still join in on all the fun with DraftKings Daily Fantasy and have a shot at winning cash prizes. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And all new customers who bet just $5 on any wager will receive $200 back in bonus bets instantly. Make sure you guys use that promo code JD from NY only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for supporting my sponsor for tonight's show, DraftKings, right here on OTS. Jesse, we start AEW Dynamite with probably one of the best matches to ever open AEW Dynamite in all five years. Swerve Strickland versus Adam Page. This is the third match 
in their long storied history here. I know we were excited about this. Outcome was pretty predictable coming on into tonight. I know you and I called a 30-minute draw last week. I know you're not surprised about the outcome, but the overall match, man, going from their match at Wrestle Dream to that Texas death match, and after that, thinking that it was going to be the conclusion, now back to this third match, which was a standard one-on-one match with title implications on the line. Did it deliver for you being the third match? No, absolutely, man. I mean, well, okay, stop. You kind of threw a curveball at me at the end. The match delivered for me, um, especially as an opening match to start, you know, a Wednesday night show. Um, but did it deliver for me in terms of it being Hangman and and Swerve's third match? No, it, it, because it wasn't as good as the first two. But it served the purpose that it was meant to serve here tonight. It was meant to be um, a fantastic match. It was meant to show that these guys are even and neck and neck and they can take each other's best shots and keep going. And to me, I found out, I mean, I pretty much sealed that these two are destined to literally pretty much fight forever because they just have probably the best absolute chemistry of in any pair in the company right now. They know how to fucking dance in that ring together and yeah. make it look like fucking sweet magic every time. Yeah, they um, uh, they they have they have something that they have something together that a lot of I would say a lot of wrestlers in this industry really strive for. You know, it's difficult to find your own way and you know find who you are and how to do it and how to get over with a crowd. And then get in there and work seamlessly with a, a ton of different people, a ton of different styles. But when you throw these two guys in there, man, like you said, not only is it magic, and not only do they have that fight forever status at this point after three matches, I genuinely feel that when they're in the ring together, that they are absolutely the best versions of themselves. And yes. that, to me, is fucking special, man, because if you can deliver that type of performance with somebody like that, you're destined to be, you know, arch rivals for the rest of your career. And that's exactly the way I'm feeling. When, when one of these guys, when Swerve wins the world championship, who the fuck you think is going to come after that world championship? And he's never going to let this shit go. It's going to be yep. fight forever all over again, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm completely excited. It's, it's the feud that we didn't even know that we needed until no. it started, you know? It wasn't like, oh, I can't wait till we get to Swerve and Hangman one day. It was like, okay, well, for what reason? Why? Well, now it has all kinds of its own built-in origin story. I mean, fucking Swerve broke into Hangman's fucking house. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can start there. It can, they can fight forever just for from that fact alone. That fact alone, they'll have reason to, to go on fighting forever. Um, But the matches they put on... Now, this opening match, the open Dynamite, for me especially by being a draw, which I, I believe the only other draw in AEW on Dynamite, especially to open the show, was um, was Omega and Brian, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And this was up to par with that. I mean, so fantastic. That was a dream match. That was a match everyone's been, been clamoring for for years. And these two, just as good. Just as fucking good. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of the draws or the time limit draws uh, in AEW. They use them when it is necessary. And I know a lot of people are moaning and groaning over the time limit draw, but 
If it, play, if it plays into the story, I, I don't see what the problem is. Yeah. And then they made the announcement that the triple threat match was coming anyway, so it kind of took all of that, oh, man, are you kidding me, away from uh, the crowd, yeah. the moans and groans from the crowd, because now you're going to get Swerve, Paige, and Samoa Joe at the pay-per-view, and who's going to be upset with that match for the world title? Well, for whoever's, whoever's upset at this, this makes more sense. This makes more sense than Joe coming down to that match tonight, strutting down to the ring to interfere, and then for, for someone to make it a triple threat match because of his own interference, that's passe, that's bullshit, and it makes everyone involved look really fucking stupid. All right, how, if you're a champion, how do you not know that going down there and wiping out everyone in the ring is not going to land you a triple threat match? It's so, so, so passe and cliché. I'm glad they didn't do it that way. Yeah. You guys beat the shit out of each other. There was no interference. They went at it. It turns out they're just they're just equally matched on this night. They just couldn't come to do it. So instead of there being no contender, which would be stupid, we have a three-way. Makes sense all the way through and through. You know, is it a coincidence that the only guy, well, Moxley was in the tournament too. I don't. I won't even put Eddie Kingston in, into this category because he's kind of fallen off the face of the fucking earth ever since he's won that championship. Uh, but is it a coincidence that the guy coming out of the tournament, the one guy coming out of the Continental Classic that is as hot as anybody else in that tournament is Swerve Strickland? I mean, he didn't even win the fucking thing. He came close. He didn't win it, but he's hotter than the fucking champion is right now. He he went in hot, and he came out just as hot. Maybe hotter, hotter and yeah. he didn't win. No. So that's, that's awesome booking. We even said that. We can't let we said that before this started. We can't let this tournament bring down Swerve's momentum because he's your next champion. He's on fire. He's over as fuck. You got to keep that momentum going. That is something that that AEW TK has done a fantastic job of keeping Swerve hot. And for the most part, he's been um, tweener, ambiguous, supposed to be heel type deal. But the crowd has made this guy a babyface, tough shit. That's just what he is at this point. Yep, so, love it. I don't know who wins. Someone's asking in the chat who wins the triple threat. We'll get to that. Um, I, I don't know. It's really up in the air. You know, it's not really uh, one over the other. You know, I... I think it's Joe or Swerve or nothing else. Yeah, yeah. It's either one of those two guys. I don't think Paige is going to win the title. But, uh, you know, shout out to Paige, too. I know we talk a lot about Swerve and how great he's been over the last 12 months or so coming out of the Continental Classic, but... Take nothing away from Page. Adam Page, whether you like him or not, some people don't like him. I don't know why. I don't some, know why. Some people find him to be uncharismatic and boring. I, I don't know well, what those people are watching. I do know why. It, it, is, it is very hard to go out and try to decipher who are the people who genuinely, because I'm not saying everyone has to like Hangman, but it has to be. it's hard to find out who genuinely is not a fan of his style and who out there just doesn't like him because of who he's friends with. Yeah. That's Yeah, that's probably the case, but one of the most consistent performers in the entire business is Adam Page. He doesn't ever have a bad match, ever. No. no like, and he, he his work is is impeccable. He's just great. And, his storytelling, um, his character. Remember the few he had with Mox? That was a yep. heated feud, man. Yep. No matter who it's he's not in the ring. about just the ring work. This, guy's, this guy will tell a great story in his matches. He's feuded with them all, and everything's been great. We're going to pick it up after the commercial break because this thing went 30 minutes and I'm not going to sit here and we'll go over 30 minutes of moves and holds. 
So we'll pick it up after the commercial break around the 15, 16 minute mark here. We've got a picture in picture. Page countered a DDT or Page countered into a DDT on the barricade. Strickland wanted a pile driver on the top of the guardrail. Page hit that DDT. We go to picture in picture. Page then sets up a table at ringside and things go back into the ring from the outside. Big boots. Both guys double down. And Paige is in the ring, and Swerve is laughing at him. Strickland is answering back with a backbreaker, and he comes up and hangs Paige up in a tree of woe. He's outside, facing the outside of the ring. Strickland delivered a Swerve stomp as Paige was hung up in the tree of woe. Paige rolled onto a table, which collapsed. Now, this table was set up earlier in the match, and the table collapsed under all of the weight of Hangman Page. Crowd started giving them shit, so Swerve went around the ring and picked up another table and set up another table. Strickland tried for a 450 back inside. Page got the knees up, and this is where Justin Roberts announced that there was five minutes remaining in the match. I didn't even hear him because I was enjoying what the fuck was going on. I and did I, not I, hear that either. I bro. didn't realize what was going on, but he did say it. Page then skinned the cat. And leveled Strickland with a lariat before Buckshot turned Strickland inside out. But a foot on the rope broke up the pin. Page connected with a dead eye on the apron and told Paul Turner to count Strickland out. So it was at this point with the five-minute uh, countdown uh, coming. Page wanted to win by pin, but getting so close to the 30-minute time limit here, Page was like, you know, count him out. I don't, I'll take it. I'll take it however it comes. So Smart. Count out. DQ is a win. I, I like it. So after that, Prince Nana, Swerve, Swerve is on the outside. He's outside. He's not, it doesn't look like he's making the tank out. And fucking Nana starts dancing on the outside to energize Swerve up. And, and he frantically starts fucking doing the dance. And this apparently helps Swerve get back in the ring. It was like a 9.8. And he makes it back in the ring. I don't know if Nana had anything to do with that, but... Uh, Nana is a national fucking treasure whatever man it worked he beat the count page hit a baseball slide immediately as soon as swerve went back into the ring and broke that nine count page hit a baseball slide and swerve goes right back to the outside he grabbed the chair and he started screaming at swerve to stay down and he hit nana with the chair instead i don't know what i don't know what it is with this nana abuse here what, what are we doing i don't know but as far as i'm concerned hangman just turned heel right then and there about. yes he did done so done the, Boo him the attention turned uh, to Nana, allowed Swerve to obviously capitalize on this. He hit a Swerve stomp and clutched his ankle in the process. Swerve then tried a JML driver. Page rolled out and wrenched at the ankle. Both fought on the apron again this time. Strickland hit Deadeye through a table, which looked nasty. Somehow, both guys got back up, made it in the ring, Strickland wanted a third swerve stomp, but Page moved, and Strickland collapsed. Page then wanted a buckshot. Strickland dodged it, hit the JML driver, and was at that point, the referee's hand was about to come down and hit three. I, th that's the only part I don't like about it. Like, if you're going to do a time limit draw, you know, it does seem a little unrealistic where he hits the move and, you know, one, two, and he's about to win, and then the fucking bell rings right as the referee's hand comes down and hits three. I mean, that aspect of it, I can see why they think it adds, like, 
that added level of excitement. Yeah, but build the crescendo. I I know it just it just to me it just comes off so unrealistic. I would have rather just hit a big move, you know, struggling to make the pin and then the bell rings instead of making the cover there. But I mean that's just me nitpicking. But after that move, the bell rung and we hit the thirty minute time limit. Both guys draw. So it was after the match that Strickland gets on the microphone and demanded five more minutes, and Paige was laughing. And it uh, was about to go down here. They were trading words, saying it was Strickland who needed to beat him in order to become the number one contender, but you didn't do it. Page said Strickland won't become world champion as a result. Tony I don't understand Sh- this logic. Tony Schiavone stood up, and then at that moment, he said he received word from Tony Khan that there will be two number one contenders, and it will be a triple threat match at Revolution for the AW World Title. Page was furious and stormed to the back while Strickland was in the ring, smiling at the announcement. Shouldn't that have been reversed? I, I thought Swerve held the advantage with two one-on-one wins here. Uh, well, listen, so man. Why, you, why does you, Swerve you, need to beat Hangman to become number one? If we're tied, bro, I'm winning. I mean, you, 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 you could take turns. You could take the turn this week of tweeting Tony Khan your displeasure with the ring. <laughs> I, I already did that, and it went unnoticed. So, I've been, meanwhile, I've everybody see, else in the community that does this, they, they've complained about how fucking garbage the rankings are already, and how fucking stupid they are because of he's course. not going to take them serious. I mean, it, it just started, bro. I mean, I'm all about calling out bullshit that needs to be called out, but give it five minutes. It just started. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, Swervo holds two victories over him. What, what the fuck is one draw going to do? What's one draw going to do? But, so now but, I'm 2-0-1 oh, with you. How am I in, you know, how but, am I not the number one fucking contender? Th- th- they did announce that this match, the winner of this match, goes on to wrestle Samoa Joe at Revolution. Right. So, so I guess the rankings no don't really factor into the outcome here. It does. It makes no sense. There is no winner. And Swerve should be the default number one contender. Listen, man, you know, t- Tony, Tony Khan, uh, he, he's, not, he, he's, not, he's not trying to hear logic, bro. He, he, isn't, he doesn't care. He Whatever. I'm just happy we're getting – the match makes sense. The match will be great. I'm happy with where they went with it. I'm just pointing out the little – like, why did – whatever. The build is fine. It's not knocking down any fucking, you know, bloodline doors and no shit like that. The match is fine. The build is fine. The match will be great. I'm happy with it. That was just a little thing I was wondering about. Like, how in the hell does... Well, you know you know who probably agrees, man, whether he uh, finds his way over here or not or listens to this particular point of the show. You know, Swerve may agree with you, man. He's like, probably, you know, this fucking guy, I agree with him, man. He takes it back to TK. Look, look at how illogical this shit is. I got two yeah. victories over this guy. I should be in the fucking main event. Should be, he should be. But what are you gonna? What are you gonna say? Plus, he still bet us both blocked. So, no, he didn't. No, he unblocked me. He did not unblock you. Yes, he did. Fuck you. He did not unblock you. Yeah, I seen him at the House of Glory show. He came up. He did an interview with Solid Monster, and then he walked by me and he he looked at me. He's like, "You son of a bitch!" And then after that night, he unblocked me. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I did. Listen, man, we're fair. We're fair critiques here, man. What do What do you want? I'm gonna check right now, dude. If he, I'm gonna. I don't I check. I didn't know he had you blocked. Why did he have you blocked? You're the least of the assholes here. 
Does Kevin Owens still have you blocked? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not changing. That's a mystery. Don't know why. That's a mystery beyond mysteries, man. I don't know. Shout out to my guy, Big Hodge, in the chat. Big Hodge was at the show tonight. He uh, he texted me earlier. Let me look at my new uh, Apple Watch 9 here. Look at, let me see what uh, Big Hodge is saying. He, he left me a message, and uh, I think you guys would be uh, pleased. Hodge, I'm going to read this one, man. It's all right. Uh, he said, sky blue, fire in person. Why am I still blocked? I don't Swerve? know. I don't know. Maybe you don't do the dance correctly, man. I don't fucking know. You got more moves than me. I'm a fucking typical white guy. Bro, yo, everybody tweet at fucking Swerve and ask him why. No, I'm still no, no, no. Don't bother this man. Please. Say JD told you guys to do it. Come on, man. This is bullshit. Now I'm mad. Don't be a mark, bro. Come on. Now, uh, no, I will be a fucking mark. I'm mad. Don't be, don't, don't be a mark, bro. Fucking Listen, man, just up. wait till Wembley next year or this year and uh, catch him in the lobby again. You know, who fucking knows, man. Fucking asshole. Fuck you, Swerve. No, no, he doesn't mean that. Fucking we, unblock we, me. We, we, we love Swerve. We always he, did. By the he, way, by uh, the way, you know, I, I got oh. this thing. I got it pulled up now that I'm talking about it. You know, a lot of people were... Uh, a lot of people agreed with uh, this uh, this quote he had going around, and some people, obviously, you know, fucking Debbie Downers, fucking unintelligent cretins online. Uh, he was interviewed on a podcast, and he discussed Hit Row's struggles in WWE uh, following his release. So he said, why it's tough in WWE. It's tough in that organization, WWE. It's really tough creatively when you... Don't have your hands on your creative. And it's left to the powers that be to maneuver you how they see fit. And that's not easy for anybody. For me, I was in a place where I knew I needed to be. I needed to be in AEW. When I got the phone call to go back to WWE, I didn't even answer it. It was nope. Now, I don't know why he got a phone call to go back when he was still under contract. And they tried to contract tamper. That's when uh, Tony Khan blew a gasket on social media. But people were going at it like, you know, in regards to Swerve. Oh, he needs to be in AEW because he couldn't cut it in WWE. No, that's not the fucking case. And I said so all that time ago, and so did Jesse. WWE didn't have a fucking clue on how to creatively go about using Swerve on the main roster. And he was a Triple H pushed character with that group. And they looked to basically get rid of everything that Triple H did in NXT. And apparently he was a part of that casualty list. So that's the only reason there that that Swerve got released. But, I mean, it was a blessing in disguise for him. Now you see the real him. You see how great he is. And now when he's a free agent, what do you think is going to happen, Jesse? It's going to be a bidding war for Swerve to go back to WWE and go back to work for Triple H or or stay in AEW. So he's going to make himself into a fucking very rich human being uh, by the time his contract is up. Good for him, man. Good for him. He's, he should be able to have the. He should be have. He should have earned the right by now to call his own shot and go exactly where he wants to go and make what he wants to make. Shame on WWE for firing him. I would, I would make them double the offer that Tony makes me to resign, dude. Just because of the way they treated him and his damn friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Swerve's fault. It was not Swerve's fault that he got fired. It was nope. Vince's fault and Bruce's fault and everybody else there in that administration. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. 
He had the talent, clearly. Yep. I don't think we would be getting this swerve on WWE television. So now you're getting it over on AEW television. And where do you think you're going to get this swerve for the next year, two years, three years, five years? This is the swerve you're going to get. And he's only going to get better. It's a blessing in disguise. We never. He would have never met Nana. He would have never met Nana or oh. been paired with Nana. We would have never gotten the dance, right? No dance. So why is everybody looking at this as a bad move? Why are you blaming everybody. him? Just the just the tribalistic side. That's, that's it. Just, that's fucking garbage. Just Whatever. the e drones. Remember, so if, if it's Edge, they love him. If yeah. Adam Copeland, they hate him. Yeah. Sasha, they love her. It's Mercedes, they hate her. They love him. They, yes, they, because they, I'm they, I'm sure you guys loved Isaiah Swerve Scott in WWE. Yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah, they love fuck Dean Ambrose. Who? They love Dean Ambrose, bro. Who the fuck is that? that must see, he was a part of the... See, Dean, he was just Rowan's lackey, you know. Dean Ambrose? They love Dean. Oh, Dean you mean Roxy. the guy that came out dressed as Bane telling <laughs> yeah. the audience that they smelled? Is that the guy? I wonder, if that was, I wonder if that was the weekend where Bruce was watching The Dark Knight Rises, Right. They love him because his his job, his primary job was to make Roman look really strong. But I hear they just hired someone else to make Roman look really strong. Yeah. And he shouldn't be on months. TV. Gotta wait six months or so, but... You know, but Who's gonna make Roman look strong? Dwayne? No, 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 no. The Brian, Brian Gowitz? Make, no, no, no. Gowitz? Well, that too. Cody? No, not Cody's job, man. Cody? Roman's gonna have to wait a few months to be made to look strong. Poor Cody. We'll find out Cody's fate tomorrow night. Does he get added or does he get shafted? I think they. I think. Uh, I think he gets added. What are you gonna do with the Rock at WrestleMania now? I don't know. What exactly? If you give Cody Roman, what are you gonna do with the Rock at WrestleMania? It's gonna be a triple. Have threat. him run the fucking concession stands. It's gonna be a triple threat. Garbage. It's going to be a triple threat. Garbage. Their top guy, their maid guy, their new board member is not going to be opening the show. For He'll what? For event. what? For Cody to pin Rock to win the world title? Yeah, sure thing, man. I don't know what they plan. I don't think it's the brightest let me, of let me, let me get a sniff of that one and see that happen but on fucking WrestleMania Sunday. If, if Cody don't win clean and pin Roman, it's going to be a whole nother outrage, dude. But what else is Rock going to do, bro? Rock is not going to be opening with our truth All right? The board member will be in the main event. And they have they better put Cody in there or they're gonna be fucked, dude. The fans are gonna shit all over that match and they know it. You imagine can can you imagine can you imagine if they don't put the world title on the line and they do Rock and Roman and then Rock beats Roman in the match for head of the table and for the tribal chief? At that point, at that if that happens, I think Cody should just rip up the fucking story and burn it. Honestly. Has the main event of WrestleMania Never have it ever not had the title on the line. I mean, does Rock need the title? Nope. Does the Rock, Rock need to be there? To even be there? The Rock don't even need to be there. I don't even know why he's here. They know. basically hired. They me. basically fired Vince to hire Vince. Is what I said last night. I don't. That none, none of this makes sense, man. None of it. Vince. That, 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 that is pretty shit. That is that is clearly he's Cody's Vince three point it, it 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 looks to me and sounds to me like they promised Cody this spot last year when they had him sitting next to Clucky. Bro, know? they promised him the match this year. And they made a decision behind his back. 
And then everybody wants to blame Paul Levesque. What the fuck are you talking about? What do you want him to do? Ridiculous. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. This thing's going to be live at 7 o'clock. Apparently, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be uh, uh, something about uh, you will remember it forever, says Dwayne. Sure, sure, guy. Sure thing. All right. It's going to be the second time that Philadelphia is going to shit all over the rock, dude. Philly does not like Dwayne. Has he noticed that yet? I don't like Philly, but if Philly <laughs> boos Dwayne out of the building, I will like Philly, at least for that weekend. Philadelphia is ready to give Rock that same eyebrow he gave when he was trying to endorse Roman. Like, what the? What, what, what is this sound? Why are what you booing me? I'm, I'm the, the people's people. champion. What is this? What is this noise? I don't understand this. I don't know, Rock. Maybe you shouldn't show up and fucking take away a Royal Rumble winner's opportunity to challenge for the title. He wants to. Maybe Rock, look, Rock, I know Rock's at home watching right now. It's, it's not. He was watching, he was watching doing. who, us? No, he ain't watching yeah. us. Rock, Rock's watching us right now. It's not what you're doing, it's how you're doing it. If you would have showed up at the end of WrestleMania 39 instead of Clucky, if you would have showed up and got in the face of Cody and or Roman and then been around all year long to build this story going into 40, I don't think people would have been upset that you were somehow involved in the main event because you've been here for the last year building this story. You weren't. Cody was doing that shit. Cody was building this story all year, and you swooped in at the end of it and took his fucking fucking spot. That's wrong, man. That's what I said last night. It's like, how, how does this man, as intelligent as he is, right, businessman, Mr. Dwayne Johnson, right, big business guy, how does he, how does he sit there and think, well, you know, out of all the years that I had the opportunity to do this, I think WrestleMania 40 makes the most sense. It, like, what? It's so it's the so one fucking stupid. show that doesn't make sense at all. Guys, imagine, imagine if the baseball season, and I, and I see Adam in there. Give me one second, man. Imagine if the baseball season got started and all of the teams went and busted their ass for 162 games all year, and the, then the playoffs started, and then you finally get down to it, and then you've, you've, got, you've got the fucking, I don't know, the whatever, the Dodgers, Versus the the fucking Orioles, whatever, because they fucking earned it. But then all of a sudden, the Yankees, who got eliminated in the first half of the season, decided they want to be in the World Series, so they're gonna kick out the fucking uh, the fucking Dodgers. They gotta go. But the fuck? How did you just take this spot from the two people that earned it all year? Like, no, no, no. We're the Yankees. We're the most popular franchise. People loves us. We're gonna take that spot. That's not what the people want to see. They want to see the buildup throughout the year. They want to see the best collide. They don't want to see a team that used to be the best just jump in and use a fucking cash-in card. That's not how it works, man. That'd be like taking fucking Heath Ledger out of the Dark Knight halfway through the fucking movie and then introducing Penguin. Yeah. Yeah, I care about this guy who's fucking running amok in Gotham City, but here's this other guy... And then we don't see Heath Ledger anymore for the rest of the fucking movie. Or Negan in The Walking Dead before he bashes fucking Glenn and Abraham's head in, right? Negan leading the saviors. But here's this other guy. Fuck Negan. Get rid of him. Like, what? You're building this fucking climactic fucking scene with Negan, and then you want to introduce another character who's running amok over the fucking good guys? Come on, man. What are you doing? The champion does not know what the people want. Or... Doesn't care. Now, the people's champion knows what the people want. 
He just gives a shit, shit about his <laughs> ego more than than anything. Honestly, that's shitty, man. As, uh, for any wrestling fan, that's just wrong. That is just wrong. It's not even about being a fan of this or that. That's just wrong, man. The Rock is a fucking billionaire, you know, with all these fucking money streams coming in, all these different avenues. The guy's on top of the fucking world. Cody goes out there and takes bumps for a fucking living, bro. This is his life. And he worked his ass off over the last year for that spot, man. As a wrestling fan, that's wrong. Listen, just appreciate Tony Khan while you got him. You know, he's not perfect. He's he's fucked up. We've called him out on it. We're not afraid to do that here, but we we appreciate Tony Khan very much. But, you know, at the end of the day, Scott Demore's gone. He ain't running TNA anymore. You got Triple H who's fucking losing power day by day over there. Dwayne is the new Vince over there. And uh, things are changing very quickly in WWE. But, you know, and then uh, what's that guy from stardom? He got uh, caught uh, mishandling talent, and he was fucking poaching talent over there. New Japan's got Tanahashi as their president. You know who's still remaining here? TK. Yep. He's still here running the ship. You know, it is what it is. Has um, it shit on anybody yet? Nope. Better keep that clean bill of health there. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yet. Yeah, yet. Tony Storm, Red Velvet. This was a solid match. Went seven minutes. You know what I liked about this match, Jesse? The fact that Tony Storm, I don't know if anybody's listening in that company, man. What did we say about Tony? It's too much too much dramatization in the match. Right? A, lot of, a lot of embellishing on the character, right? Tony yes. went into this match tonight. You know what she did? She fucking worked. She wrestled. Yep. None of that stuff. You can save that stuff for the promo, save it for the vignettes, save it for the commentary. But when you get in that ring, you can do a little of that. But I want to see Tony Storm wrestle like Tony Storm, and that's what you did tonight. Yeah, I noticed it. That that that's awesome. You know, it was it was it was real life Tony time. You know, we gotta appreciate that. Hey, don't forget Adam, man. Get back to Adam. Oh my goodness, how could I forget Adam? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. with a $100 super chat. The fans in Las Vegas need to rebel tomorrow in Vegas. I don't think, uh, I think, um, I think Dwayne's going to get booed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think Dwayne's going to get booed, Adam. (laughs) You think? (laughs) I don't think that Dwayne is going to uh, escape this one scot-free. I think the fans will let him have it. And the thing that I'm looking forward to is if he actually gives me an explanation on what the fucking term long gamer means. Because uh, by my estimation here, Dwayne, uh, two months is not a long gamer. I don't know if you want to see Dwayne's long game, bro. No. No, I don't want to. No, no, no. Come on. Pause. Pause. Come on. Back to Tony time. I'm, I'm in Tony time mode. Let's go. Timeless Tony Storm wins in seven minutes via tap out. She uh, applied an ankle lock here on Red Velvet. I thought both of these ladies did very good. Deanna Perrazzo was on commentary. Storm stared down Perrazzo after the match. Perrazzo entered the ring, and they had a stare down. Storm started to smell her face. She got dangerously close to basically kissing her in the ring. Luther stepped in between them. Storm retreated to the floor. Luther eyed Perrazzo, and Perrazzo waved him out of the ring. Goodbye. So we got some progression here. We got the story of the tattoos, and we got this match happening at Revolution. You know, it's uh, it's building nicely, Jesse. I mean, it's not the most uh, creative and, oh, my God, I can't miss this for the world type story. But, hey, man, baby steps. At least they're telling a story. And at least they're progressing towards a title match at the pay-per-view. 
They are doing everything. Oh, about everything, but they're doing a lot to make this match interesting. You know, to build to build it up a little bit. Uh, I, I think Tony Storm is the cheat code for for making a feud interesting with her gimmick. I mean, it's easy to give it a little bit of heat here and there because all she has to do is just kind of just no sell the importance of it and put her ego up there and, and as the most important thing. And it can get annoying and it can piss off the you know the challenger. And it seems like it's 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 a little easy to do. And and they're doing it. Um, this is a short build. I don't expect Diana Parazzo uh, to win. Um, even if that was the initial idea, man, I just don't think it's a good idea to take the title off of Tony Storm right now. Nah. So. Now we got Jamie Hayter coming back. Oh, man. Jamie coming back. Mercedes coming in. Diana Parazzo here. Britt Baker has to be coming back soon. I just, I feel like it's just about to just fucking pop off with the AEW women's division, man. I, I seriously feel like that right about now. Bro, who, uh, who, um, who's in charge of your, uh, your, uh, saturation over there? Bro, I'm, I'm timeless right now, man. Still no, talking no, about Tony. Let's go. I'm Ar- timeless. Orange Cassidy. Oh, hold on. <laughs> okay, there we go. Orange Cassidy. Oh, my God. Orange Cassidy. He was interviewed by Renee. He's there with Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. Renee asked Cassie about facing Tomohiro Ishii on Collision, another uh, random match that Tony Khan woke up today and said, yeah, you know what, I think we'll book Ishii on Collision for the International Championship. That's exactly what the fans want. So this was uh, made for Collision after having a six-man tag team match on Rampage against the Undisputed Kingdom. She asked about wear and tear on his body Friday before the match on Saturday. He said he'd be fine. Uh, wasn't this the story going into Orange Cassidy's first long reign with the International Championship? The wear and tear on his body was the story. Now we're running the same angle again. It never healed. Can we get that title off of him, please, and put it on Kanosuke Takeshita? Please? No, it's going to Roddy, bro. Oh, Roddy, whatever, Roddy. It's going to Roddy. Bro, the Undisputed Kingdom's getting all the gold. They're going to be dripping in gold, bro. Remember that? Yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers it. Yeah, well, I don't know what happened to Wardlow. He wasn't oh, there tonight. That, that's not good. Not seeing Wardlow is a really bad sign here tonight, man. She asked about the wear and tear. He said he'd be fine. She asked for an update on Chucky e. T. He's injured. Cassidy says he's there and he's getting checked out tonight by the doctors, as usual. Things got a little awkward there uh, with Cassidy's demeanor and cadence, and Renee played it up with Orange Cassidy giving a, uh, a big, whoa, Bundy! Whatever. Can I get a Woe Bundy? Who knows the Woe Bundy? I'm a big... Bro, I got a No Man t-shirt. Man, No Man was fucking great, man. Can, you, ma- no, can, you, imagine, fact- can you imagine Married with Children airing in 2024, man? I think that whole fucking show would be bombed and canceled uh, tomorrow. Canceled. Canceled, bro. Psycho Dad. Oh, man. Grade A television is Married with Children. There will never be another show like it. I just found my No Ma'am shirt the other day, and it was so old because I got it so long ago. I told my wife, I need another No Ma'am shirt. Love No Ma'am. Why do you need that stupid shirt? Like, I need a No Ma'am shirt. The shit that they did on that show, man, my God, man. It would make all the Karens and fucking uh, oh. Gen Zers fucking cry rivers of tears, man. It's crazy. Al Bundy called them fat. You can't oh my do God, that. Why are you making fun of women's way? <laughs> you can't do that. Sexualizing women. <laughs> Who was hotter than Kelly Bundy, bro? Nobody. Oh my god. Nobody. 
was the hottest surfboard white girl I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Even Peg. Even Peggy. Peggy was. I don't. How was. Why was Al just always putting Peggy down? Mm-hmm. Every, every guy was like, wow, well, Peggy is fucking. Woo. Biggins. Remember, remember, remember his, uh, his ma- Biggins magazine? Biggins. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when he took. Remember when he took Bud to the nudie bar? Oh my God. Man, <laughs> man, you listen. Listen, man. I, th- there's a scene. I, I always, I always laugh every time I see it. I'm fucking in tears, man. He's on, he's at a, a nudie bar with fucking Jefferson, and I, I don't know what night it was. Apparently, it was poetry night. The oh nudie, yes. The, the, the nudie bar closes, and we get this fucking fat slob out there. She's reading poetry, and my she starts, she, "My eggs, my <laughs> eggs," and then Al throws a fucking egg at her, and he's like snickering in the corner. Oh my god, man! I just die left. My eggs, so my good. eggs. So fucking good. love it, man. I gotta anyway. go. I gotta go watch some Mary with you. I think it's on Amazon. I think. Um, yeah. where where is that? I mean, I get it on Variety. I got the cable package. It's uh, it usually they they fucking all day it on one of the channels on Verizon. It's cr- it's crazy. Ah, uh, it's so good. Man. But um, yeah, this was uh, Orange Cassidy basically being interviewed here by Renee. Uh, yes, Roddy needs to win that title. And we talked about Undisputed Era. Oh, Undisputed Kingdom. Sorry. Same thing. Sorry, same thing. Uh, Undisputed Kingdom uh, and what they need to do, how they need to feel, how they need to operate. Uh, I think they got some of it, at least, you know, getting the wheels rolling here because uh, Undisputed Kingdom, they attacked Chucky e. T and took him out. You know, you know, they need to embellish on that a little bit more. I would have the Undisputed Kingdom basically take out everybody in Orange Orange Cassidy's camp. Like, viciously. Like, NWO style. Get rid of them. Throw them into some production trucks. Throw them into some fucking glass. Whatever, man. The, the savage beatdowns here. Leaving Orange all by himself. And basically, Roddy taking that title in a great match against Orange Cassidy. And he's the new international champion. I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah, they gotta they're gonna have to get their comeuppance at some point. And these this is you know, these are mainstays. These are not just flat out jobbers. Yeah. But yeah, but I agree. They need to be more vicious though. I mean, that absolutely. Also, something I just thought about if if my worst is confirmed about Wardlow, that would absolutely suck. But that does open a big, huge door to bring Kyle O'Reilly back in. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't that, know where he uh, is that could in work. Recovery. I mean, he should be I'm 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 assuming this year. Yeah. It's got to be this year. But uh yeah, a little bit more vicious is from the Undisputed Kingdom. What a weak beatdown on Chucky e. T tonight. It's like Adam Cole got in his face. Hope you get well soon, Chuck. <laughs> what the fuck? What they do to him? You can't see it, bro. It's a mystery. Did they do anything? Did we see any physicality? Uh, I don't think so maybe he's actually hurt. Maybe that's why maybe, we didn't I see don't know. Him. We'll injure somebody. Else. Injure Rocky Romero. He's good. Why do you want to injure somebody? Get rid of him. <laughs> what the fuck? John Moxley, Claudio, and Brian Danson. I need somebody to really do some investigative work here, man. I said this to myself, and I'm like, where can I buy this Blackpool Combat Club dragon jacket, this bomber jacket that Brian Danielson wears to the ring? Is that on sale? Can someone please inform me? Or find out for me, somebody in AEW. I, I, I'd be willing to pay for this jacket. Speaking of, I just ordered something that should be here soon, and I'm going to be rocking it on the air, probably maybe for next week. All right. Any uh, any clues into what it is? Oh, no, I can't do that, man. Can't do that, but it's on the way. 
I got the shipping confirmation, bro. Is it the new Drew McIntyre shirt burying CM Punk? I that there's they they're selling that shirt. They're selling that shirt with him st- uh, peering over the grave. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I got shit. Oh my god! And then oh, man. man, these these punk stands. I'm gonna rage. I'm gonna make my own t-shirts. Uh, listen, listen. I see you. You, you guys. Bro. You guys are having a very uh, a very uh, intense discussion in the chat. Kelly Kapowski, Kelly Bundy, or Topanga. Uh, no Topanga for I, me. I, I, I don't not know. Into I, Boy Meets World. I don't know. Um, Boy Meets what? I I just look. I I got nothing against the show. I just never got into it. It's not like I watched it. And You're not a it. fan not of Mr. Feeney, bro. I never watched the show. It's not, I'm not saying I watched it and didn't like it. I'm just saying I never got into the show. I don't know, man. That's a, that's a tough one, man. I, I listen. I'm taking Kelly over. Uh, I'm taking Kelly Kapowski over Kelly Bundy. But uh, it seemed like Kelly Bundy be easier to. I mean, okay. I probably I probably go with Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, Kelly Kapowski was. Yeah, man. That's like that's like childhood crush stuff right yeah. there. Yeah. Probably Kelly Kapowski. And she grew up to be a MILF too. Yeah. Oh my God. Tiffany yeah. Amber Thiessen, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, Topanga's still good looking too. Is she? I have, I have not seen her. Uh, you know what's not good looking, bro? Uh, these uh, luchadors that we got from CMLL. There you go. I'm going to leave these guys alone because clearly. TK loves. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and pronounce these guys. Uh, Valador Jr., Mascara Dorada, and Hechiero. Now, I, I, I have oh, to, I have God. to listen. I know Tony Khan's got a fucking uh, a, a lovely, uh, a lovely bulge in his pants. Watching his fucking uh, rental luchas out there, I, I get it. He lo- he loves the lucha libre. Listen, I love I love me some lucha libre too, but I don't know who the fuck these guys are. So you know, I'm gonna ask very calmly, like we always do here. Uh, I'd love for somebody to tell me what the fucking story is between this CMLL and Blackpool Combat Club. This this battle that's going on. What's the story? So how do we get here? These guys are sitting at ringside last week. Why were they sitting at ringside? What were they there for exactly? How do we get here? What, what, what story came from this? You know, I ask on social media, and, and all I see is, well, well, the CMLL, they, 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 they were at ringside, and they, 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 they interfered in the Blackpool Combat Club's match on collision. Like, okay, it's great. That's great. What what's the story? Why? Oh, but 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 they interfered. <laughs> uh, all right, but why why did they interfere? Do they have a problem? I mean, did the Blackpool Combat Club make fun of their non-English speaking ability? Well, I mean, what's the problem? Oh, but so they, least- they they interfered. They want to do the old Sinkara versus John Moxley. <laughs> why? Why? So at, at least this week, at least this week they kind of pointed out that the reason that they got involved because they were not happy about Cesaro's, oh, I'm sorry, Claudio's dick kick city move. They weren't happy that you know, their boy got kicked in the dick. So that's why they got pissed tonight. So that's something. I still don't know why this match is happening again or why they were there last week. This is leading to AEW and CMLL clashing at Forbidden Door? Who cares? Well, 
wasn't it that um in one of our reviews we about Forbidden Door, we said, well, there's no build to Forbidden Door except when we get to Forbidden Door. Now we're getting the early build. Who cares? Oh, god damn. I don't right. care. It's I don't care. It's just not interesting. It's not interesting. I mean, like, like they're 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 battling the Blackpool Combat Club. What, what have they done to upset the Blackpool Combat Club so much where we got to see matches for three straight weeks here? Yeah. You know, this guy Hitchiero, whatever the fuck his name is, he, he looks great. He comes out, he's fucking doing the whole fire thing, and you know, he, he looks like a badass out there. It's great. I mean, he was easily my favorite in the match outside of the Blackpool Combat Club guys, but I mean. Like, did they do anything within AEW? Did they disrupt the system? Did they fucking bang an executive's wife? What, what did they do? That they, that they're such uh, villainous assholes out there. What did they do? I even texted you that. Like, this guy's got fire powers, bro. Look at this. I mean, did did, did did he take a shit in Tony Khan's office? I mean, this guy. Well, these guys. What what they do? No, let's not talk about promoters taking shits, bro. Come on. <laughs> No, nope. Too soon. Too soon. I don't know, man. Listen, uh, listen. I could sit here and joke and make fun of it. I'm, I'm being serious though. Like, why, why should I care? I mean, this, this is clearly now. And granted, you know, maybe Brian wants to work with these guys. I don't fucking know what Brian wants. Whatever Brian wants, Tony Khan's gonna give him. But at the end of the day, what this really is, this isn't for us. This has no bearing on AEW television. This fills mindless hours of television over a course of three, four, five weeks. This is all being booked for Tony Khan's enjoyment. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's not for I, us. I, I, I don't give a fuck. But who are these guys? You don't tell me who they are, where, they, where they're from, why they're important, what their history is, what their backstory is. No vignettes. Nothing. This is normally the part where I say, bro, let it play out. Let's see where this goes. This could be I, I don't I have nothing. I don't see I don't see anything of interest that make me want to say, let's see where this goes. It could play at the at its origin, at its core, we don't care about it because we don't care about the people involved. I mean, no. we, we, I'm sorry. I see that I'll give them this much. You can see that they're trying to make an effort to try to make it something of interest. So keep trying, keep going at it. As of right now. Nothing has nothing has clicked just of yet. The the in ring work is just perfectly fucking fine. If you guys find the link to that bomber jacket that Brian wears with the Blackpool Combat Club logo and the dragon on the back, the black one, send it to my Twitter, please. I want to buy it. It'll be perfect weather for that in about a month. Uh, anyway, Claudio Moxley and Danielson win this absolutely irrelevant match. Who cares? I would have put anything else on this show in place of this. Nobody cares. Uh, Afterwards, the three luchadors at ringside, led by Mystico, jumped onto the ring apron. And then Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, Matt Seidel, and Christopher Daniels ran out. And apparently, this is AEW versus CMLL. Oh, my God, man. That's exactly how we're going to get excited about this little fucking Christopher Daniels out there. Who is the head of talent relations in AEW? Great. Can send these guys packing back to fucking Mexico and leave them there. Hey, at least he didn't get sent home this time. But look, so um, shout out to whoever it was that that tweeted me. I'm not sure who this is. It's just a middle aged gamer. But earlier I said. 
when was the last time that WWE had a WrestleMania main event where the title wasn't on the line? I don't think it's ever happened. It has. Bam Bam Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor? Yep. Figured. One time. WrestleMania won. That was it. Well, that was it. That was WrestleMania 13. No, no, not, not Bam Bam. No, no, no. Wait, that, that was the main event, too? Well, WrestleMania 12 or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was the main, main event. event yeah, that was the main event of that show, yeah. Oh, oh no. Mr. T and... Oh, yeah. And, and, um, twice. It was twice there. So, so it was two times. Yeah, Mr. T and Roddy Piper That's versus crazy. Hogan and Paul Orndorff. That's crazy. Two times. Two times, yeah. And wow. And that I know the first match was trash. Um, the second one... It was. I remember it being an exciting match. It wasn't like a work rate match. It was all like a celebrities, you know, type deal or whatever. But yeah, it was all right. All right listen, I got. I got to admit, the, the the pizza that you tagged me in on Twitter looks delicious. That's that is home running pizza. That is one of my. I mean, it's favorite. not New York pizza, but I, I mean that looks like a very appetizing pizza. It's fucking great, bro. What is that sausage? Spot. And that one more, yeah, that's a sausage pizza. I believe mm. that's the one on Archer Avenue over on, in the good. city. There's only a handful of those across the entire city of Chicago. I mean, the cheese is a little too uh, cooked on that. Maybe uh, maybe a minute less in the in the oven, but uh, it looks delicious. That could have been a preference, maybe because you can you can let them know how you want it cooked if you want it darker okay. or whatever. That's good. Uh, somebody said that it, they tweeted me the uh, the jacket. They found it. How much? I don't it? see it. I don't see the tweet. I don't see the tweet. I need this jacket. Somebody help On me. On to the show, we'll find you the jacket. All right, all right. Sure, uh, Chris Jericho. He yeah, went we- one-on-one with Kanosuke Takeshita. This was, they stopped uh, the music this time. Um, They stopped the music, yeah. I didn't no hear longer. any chance of NDA or yeah, uh, no, fuck no more Chris Jericho. No, 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 no. Jericho, I think, is off the hook. Relax, guys. Jericho's fine. Jericho's off the hook. Which, by the way, I think this whole Jericho scandal is horseshit. And I'm just going by what the shit that we heard publicly. Just from what we heard publicly and just from the the supposed victim is saying there is nothing to be victimized about. So I don't understand why the internet is all, you know, cooked up over this. Well, I mean, I, I wish I wish that uh, everybody that got on Jericho's case would show the same amount of energy for Ashley Massaro and uh, what Johnny Laurinaitis has basically said. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah, right. everybody knew about it, but we're not going to use the term cover-up. Now, what the right. fuck? Like, what, Thank the, you. what, what the fuck do you think point. a cover-up is, asshole? This, this supposed victim is openly saying that there is nothing there. Now, is she lying about that or not? We don't know, but we know what she is saying. Ashley said that she was fucking raped and no one fucking believed her. No one believed her. Nobody did anything about it. They all knew. They uh, let it go on. And unfortunately, it ended in the worst possible outcome. They all knew. They did nothing about it. No investigation. None that we heard of. And then now John John Laurinaitis says, oh, yeah, everybody knew about it. But I won't use the term cover-up, though. What the fuck? The fuck did you do with it, then? You buried it under everything else and didn't let anybody else know what was going on. This woman couldn't take it anymore. Nope. The fucking death threats and everything else. She Who knows what she fucking lived through. Rest in peace, Ashley Massaro. Ridiculous. We'll pick it up after the break here with Takeshita. He delivered a sit-out F5 and a violent running boot that sent Jericho into the ropes. 
Takeshita followed with an over-the-top dive outside, back. Inside we go. Takeshita wanted the top rope. Senton Jericho got the knees up. Jericho wanted the lion salt, but Takeshita got his knees up. Forearm battle between Jericho and Takeshita as Jericho attempted the walls of Jericho, which Takeshita rolled through. He tried a crunchy, but mistimed it, and both landed very, very awkwardly. So we got a wheelbarrow German landed flush. Takeshita was uh, going for a clothesline, counted into a code breaker. Jericho hit the bulldog. Takeshita counted into a lion salt, counted a lion salt into a blue thunder bomb, which looked fantastic. Yes. Both men blocked home run shots until Jericho tried a corner Hurricane Rana. Takeshita slipped out and hit a avalanche blue thunder bomb, which did not look as good, but it looked like it sucked worse than anything in the match. Jericho's head really bounced off of the mat off that move. Takeshita hit a power driver knee. He tried for another knee. Jericho blocked it into the walls of Jericho. Callis threw a chair in the ring to distract the ref with his attention turned. Callis popped Jericho with a screwdriver. Takeshita locked on the walls of Jericho using Jericho's own move against him. Jericho almost faded with the arm dropping twice, so Takeshita switched to a lion tamer, and Jericho immediately tapped out. I'm surprised by the outcome that uh, Jericho tapped out. Uh, I'm not surprised that Jericho lost because Jericho should be losing this, but he tapped out to his own move, which uh, is a great sign for Takeshita. I thought this was a very good match and physical. Takeshita has beaten Kenny Omega twice. Yep. He's tapped out Chris Jericho to his own move. I highly anticipate Takeshita to be wrestling Daddy Magic on Rampage this weekend. He's wrestling Daddy Magic, Takeshita, on Rampage? I don't know, but I, I, that's what I'm anticipating. Oh. Oh, you mean it's not going to be uh, El Dorado Sr. Jr. over there from CML? That's a possibility. Isn't it? <laughs> the point being, they'll have this guy do amazing things and then have him do dark. Right. I like the mask get up. I like the whole, you know, dark image and everything else. I don't know why Don is slapping the shit out of him. You know, I don't know if I agree with that part. To, we gotta motivate him. We wanna slap. I don't. I don't. I don't want. I don't want the manager slapping the shit out of a killer. You know, in, in the middle of the fucking you know the match in front of everyone. It kind of takes away from his aura to me. You know, that's the kind of shit that like. Well, Kamala's manager would do it. You know, you gotta fucking get him back in line, you know, because he's an uncontrollable beast. Kamala had a trainer. Kimchi. Same thing. Kimchi was his name. Kimchi? Yeah. Sounds like a lunch meal. Isn't that uh what what is that? Kimchi? What is that? Like pickled uh pickled lettuce? Kimchi? <laughs> what is it? I don't know. Basically cabbage, I think. Yeah, cabbage, yeah. yeah. Uh Sting. Sting and Darby hey. Allen. He defeated Ricky Starks and Big Bill to win the AEW Tag Team titles. This was a tornado tag team match. This is exactly what we expected. And this was some good stuff here. And I really enjoyed this main event. Now, we're not surprised that they won the tag team titles. But the post-match attack, which Jesse and I talked about in the beginning of the show, that was what sold us. And that was the big deal here. The Young Bucks. Blood all over their fancy white suits. EVPs. They call the BTE trigger the EVP trigger now. Ah, I like that. I like that. Destroyed both Sting and Darby Allen, And they will be going for those tag team titles at Revolution. Now, Sting's family was in the front row. He hugged his children. 
And uh, they didn't fly in to Phoenix to watch their father lose. So even though the outcome was uh, basically predetermined before the match started, it's still a great match anyway. So we got this match going, and we go to picture-in-picture. We pick it up after the commercial. Sting hit a stinger splash against the barricade on Big Bill. Basically no-sold it and then ran right through Sting. Allen tried a tope on Bill, who caught Allen. And this was fucking absolutely insane. This might have been one of the spots of all the year so far. Darby does his tope through the ropes. And Big Bill caught him head on. And in the same motion was already swinging this guy around into a massive boss man slam midair on the concrete. How Darby is going to climb Mount Everest with what he goes through on a weekly basis is unbelievable. Like he was was destroyed. He hasn't done that yet? I thought, he, I thought he did that already. No, I heard he's doing it in April. Oh, in April. Okay. Yeah. So, Bossman slam on the outside by Big Bill. Look, unbelievable. Uh, back in the ring, Bill lifted Allen up in a choke, in a choke slam before just slamming him down. Uh, bouncing Allen's head off the mat, and he threw Allen clear over his head. Bill and Stark set up a table ringside. Starks called for Bill to press slam Allen through it, but Sting made the save, fighting off both guys. Sting ran wild, dodging a Big Bill big boot. Crouching the big man on the top rope. Starks snuck up from behind and laid out Sting with a scorpion death drop. Allen broke up the pin. Allen and Starks slugged it out before Starks backflipped out of the corner and tweaked his ankle. Sting and Darby traded Stinger and Coffin splashes on Big Bill in the corner before a code red and follow-up Coffin drop to the floor by Allen connected on Bill. Starks missed an Inzaguri on Sting, then locked on the scorpion death lock. Bill appeared... With Allen back in a Allen on his back in a sleeper, Bill made it to the apron before Allen spun around, did the eye rake. Both fell through the setup table on the outside. Starks got to the ropes, but there's no rope breaks in a tornado tag. Sting let go of the hold. Don't know why he was in the Scorpion Deathlock. Sting tried to sting or splash, but Starks moved, and Sting hit the exposed turnbuckle. Starks briefly hesitated. Sting fired up, and Starks hit the spear on Sting for a two-count. He then tried for another spear, but ran into a scorpion death drop, and Sting got the win, and they, meaning Sting and Darby, win the tag team titles. Post-match, Sting's sons hopped the rail, celebrated with their father on the apron. Starks looked very dejected. He shouldn't look dejected. He's going to end up in WWE. Taz asked what this means. Sting set to retire next month. Confetti ran down from the ceiling. And then the tag team titles held up in the air. Matt and Nick Jackson appear. White suits, matching baseball bats. Young Bucks laid out Sting and Darby and both Sting's sons. As Allen is split wide open, blood all over the Bucks suits. They hit the EVP trigger and more baseball bat shots to the ribs of Sting. The Bucks stood tall. And commentary said no one came out to help since the Bucks are EVPs and everyone fears for their jobs. They held up the AW Tag Team titles, blood covering their suits, and they threw the titles down on both Starby, uh, Darby and Sting. And that's the way the show went off the air. Great stuff. Fantastic, man. We were wondering when the Bucks were going to get back to being um, active in storylines, you know, this... Half in, half out, you know, just not knowing what's going on with them while the tag division just suffers was just, it's just terrible. Um, I think they found, I, I, I think it was, 
important that they found um, something to sink their teeth into and not just come out as the same gimmick and I think laying into the act more like EVPs yep. deal, it, it's something right up their alley you know that's that sounds like something exactly what they would do um, they're going to take and run with it um, this should be good it's not going to be the best thing on TV but it'll be good enough to get some interest back in the tag division which is um, sorely needed right now this was a great show tonight this was a great segment to end the show. Very much looking forward to that tag team title match at the pay-per-view. Orange Cassidy, Trent Beretta, and Rocky Romero take on Roderick Strong, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett on Rampage. I won't be watching. Orange Cassidy defends the international title against Tomohiro Ishii on Saturday's collision. John Moxley and Claudio take on two more CMLL guys, Star Jr. and Esfinge. Oh, man. Oh, man. I can't wait to not watch that one. Star Jr. Is that like Starman? Remember Pro Wrestling for Nintendo? Of course I do, man. My guy was the Amazon. You like the Amazon? Yeah. Okay, I like Starman because did the backflip or the um uh, the Amazon man. Yeah, Amazon was my guy. Amazon or or yeah. the, the plain white guy with the with the clutch thing. Yeah. And the blah. Oh, that man. was a great game. Love pro wrestling. Man. And then Adam Copeland appears on collision. Great. There you go. He's up here. We well, hear from well, Adam Christian Copeland. Christian be there. I don't know. It's a good question. That's the important thing. Who? Esfinge? I don't fucking know. Go look. Google him. Go Google him. That's what they tell me. That's what the cool kids tell me on Twitter. Go Google it. Sure thing, Ooh. buddy. Sure thing, man. I anyway. love getting those questions. People are, I, I, I'll put something. Oh, man, I can't wait to the Royal Rumble. Just for example. And then in the replies, oh, man, when is the Rumble? Bro, you could have Googled that. Oh, instead of waiting for JD's me to a hater. Just I go Google it. it. Look yeah. it up. Sure. What the hell? Sure, man. Anyway, thank you guys very much, man. We got upwards to 2,900 people here on a Wednesday night for AEW Dynamite. Thought it was a great show. Hopefully, they can continue momentum. But, you know, we got uh, Revolution coming up. Hopefully, we start to get a little bit more of the build happening on Wednesday nights. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. We are 70 away from 1,000 likes. Let's get them on in. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. We just hit 155,000 subscribers. Make sure you guys go check out all of the content on the channel. We have got you completely covered on the Rocky, Cody, Roman situation going into WrestleMania. Every which way that it could go and... What is so wrong about all of it? Got you covered. Go check all that stuff out. And please make sure you guys check out DraftKings. I will leave a link down in the description and in the comment section pinned at the very top. I want to thank DraftKings for sponsoring this week's content right here on OTS. Nick Williams. Thought I'll super chat. While WWE deals with The Rock, Roman Cody Warzone Madness... AEW is about to get some money. Got a dollar dollar. Yeah. They got money. Tony's got a lot of money. He's paying Mercedes a lot of money. Second. Be rain making too. Yep. Making it rain with the money. Michael Krause with a $2 Super Jack. Good day, JD and Jesse. Hope you had a good birthday, JD. It was fun. It was fun. I'm not really big on birthdays, but had a good time. OTS Tribal Queen, your birthday's coming up soon. It is. What'd you do? 
Uh, got some gourmet coffee. I went the, and bought my uh, got an Apple Watch. You got the watch. I was thinking about getting the uh, um, getting the watch. Um, I'm thinking I'm gonna go with the phone though. I'm um, gonna go with the um, um, S24 Ultra Samsung. And Brand I new. got. Uh, I bought myself a Magic Mouse and an iPad. Uh, well, not iPad. A uh, MacBook Pro M3 Max chip. Oh, there we go. Yeah. All right. Spent a little money on myself, man. They make chips for the. Yeah, it's just the process of the chip in the in the computer. Yeah. Oh, for the for your laptop. Yeah, for the MacBook. Yeah, Apple. Oh, MacBook. I was thinking. I'm thinking about your your iPad, your tablet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the iPad is what I use here because it's it's compact and sits on the desk. The computer, I don't really want to have all this space taken up by the computer on the desk. But uh, yeah, it was it was all right. Yeah. Had a had a, had a had a couple old fashions. You know, it's, it is what it is. There you go, bro. There you go, man. OTS Tribal Queen, new membership. Thank you. Uh, I, I don't think that's correct. I think the OTS Tribal Queen has been a member. She's got a golden microphone next to her name. Yeah, I've had that same issue. Where, like, it's not tracking the right months. I don't know. Uh, Michael Krause with the 2 Super Chat. JD Jesse, we want Cody. Hashtag pivot. Thanks to both of you. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, everybody's favorite word this week is pivot. Frankie Rodriguez with a 499. Could Osprey be the guy that will elevate AEW once he finally debuts? Maybe at Collision. I mean, Osprey elevates everybody. He's just a great pro wrestler. But is he going to be a difference maker in AEW? No, it's up to the creator. Oh, well, he's not. He's not that guy here. He's, he's... It's going to be up to the creator, man. AEW has no problems putting on great wrestling matches. It's all in the booking and the story. Yeah. Chemo. $5 Super Chat, off topic, but you mentioned you follow Sneeko. Do you still watch him? And are you aware of his best friend, Neon, who he recently has been streaming with? I, I don't watch Sneeko, bro. I, I I know of Sneeko. Sneeko was in the Call of Duty community, and I did a podcast with Sneeko for a couple of episodes before that fucking died off. But everybody grew up, and now he's doing conspiracy theory and... Uh, masculinity and all this other stuff. I don't know what he's doing, but no, I don't Neon and Aiden Ross and all these other fucking streamers. I mean, like, it's garbage. Who watches that shit? Nobody watches that garbage. Nobody with a right mind watches that shit. I feel like they're all government. I feel like they're all government plants just planted there to fucking corrupt the, the youth of America nowadays. It's fucking garbage. And they're the conspiracy theory. I don't know. They're always talking about fucking something. Aliens or whatever. I don't know. I literally heard you say that the Super Bowl was a satanic ritual that was performed by aliens or some shit you were talking about the other day. Bro, the halftime show is a satanic ritual, bro. You believe in Satan? I believe there's a God. I I believe there's a... Caught you right there, motherfucker. <laughs> yes, I believe. Yeah, yeah. You, you live, you live with fucking evil around you, man. Evil exists. I don't believe in evil Satan. exists. Yeah, I don't believe in Satan. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. Watch. I'll send you a video because there'll be a video on it. I'm not. I'm saying all those Hollywood fucks are not demented assholes, but fuck Satan. I don't believe. It. Uh, I think the Super Bowl is rigged, though. I tell you that. Oh, what do you mean? Uh, Taylor Swift? I mean, the Chiefs are going to win. Yeah. Talking about it, There'll be a proposal. There'll be a breakup in a year. All right. So if there's... This is what I want to... If there's no proposal, can we put 
it all to rest or is it even more confirmed? How would how would you build off of if there's no proposal after it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, what if the Chiefs from what lose? I, and from no what proposal? I from what I see, you know, Taylor Swift is being planted here to sway the Democratic vote because she's going to back Biden. Who said that? Twitter. Twi right. <laughs> I was talking about this with my wife the other day. Like, like the Republicans have made this big, huge standoff thing about Swift and making a. I heard that some, like professionals or number geeks up there, said that if Taylor Swift were to support a candidate, she could sway the election. And they took that and said, "Fuck Taylor Swift because she's trying to support Biden. She's gonna propose and get married." And, and, and through all this, Taylor Swift is sitting at home saying, "I said." Nothing. I'm sitting here watching fucking TV. Listen, man. You know the one thing. The one thing I found out about Taylor Swift is someone told me she sings 44 songs per night at her shows. But I saw a video of her floating around on Twitter yesterday. And do all musical artists lip sync now? Like, is, is that a thing? Is that like the, it, the common it, thing now? It, it it depends on on the venue or the stage of the show or whatever. A lot of a lot of artists will lip sync for TV performing concerts and shit like that. It's very common. But what's not common is for it to happen at a concert. You're supposed to be singing your own voice at a concert. I can't. I can't. I don't know who would pay to see someone lip sync though. Like I said, at a concert you're supposed to be singing. But like a TV performance, like um, it's common for it to happen on like SNL or like uh, talk shows and shit like that. You can always tell if it's a lip sync or not if you can play the original track on the album and literally sync it up to the performance on TV because it will never line up that way if you did it. I, I just I just went to go see Mark Tremonti sing Frank Sinatra at the Borgata Atlantic City. He wasn't lip syncing. No, I go see I, I see I, I've seen I've seen Alter Bridge I've seen Alter Bridge nine times. Miles Kennedy doesn't lip sync live. Imagine that. Everybody, not everybody does it, man. Not ever. Not everybody does it, but quite a few people that's, do. That's crazy, man. I don't know who's paying money to go fucking see someone basically lip sync to the fucking album that you got at home. Yeah, no, not Millie Vanilli, a Jobson. It's it, lip syncing and what they did. That what they did was just fucking lies and plagiarism. Lip syncing is you sang the song yourself in the studio originally. You're just not singing it on said stage that you're currently on. You're just lip syncing to your own record. But. Plenty of artists do it, man. I mean, they just, it takes a lot out of you to sing and dance. Usually the dancers do it the most because to sing and dance, it takes a lot of breath out of it. All right, well. That's commonly, if you see somebody like dancing their ass off on stage, bro, they are not singing those vocals clean like that. You're huffing and puffing. Well, maybe they maybe they should focus less on the, on the theatrics and more on the performance. Some people are more... Entertainers and dancers didn't I guess. I guess. Frankie Rodriguez. They, they suck at singing. Four ninety nine. Thank you, brother. Chemo. Thank you, man. Uh, AJ with a four ninety nine. What's up, JD and Jesse? Hope you guys are doing well. Much love to both. Happy belated birthday, JD. You guys are two goats in the IWC. Hashtag We Want Cody. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, AJ. Tony Brown with a four ninety nine. Hey, JD and Jesse. Y'all already know what I like. Who said that? Tony Brown. Oh, there we go. There we go, man. Uh, Vinny, with a 499. Double turn was amazing. Swerve is the real deal. Brian went from star in WWE to fighting some random ass dudes every week. Tony is coked up. 
Bro, I've learned that guys like Brian Danielson does what Brian Danielson wants. Okay. I mean, I don't think he's being saddled to do anything. If Brian is on my TV, I don't give a fuck who he's in the ring. It's a good day. Laura J. Coyle with the 28 months. Dynamite was absolutely fired tonight. One of my favorite Dynamites ever. March is going to be a massive month for AW LFG. Thank you, Lord J. I don't know if it was the best, one of the best Dynamites ever, but ever. it was definitely the, one of the best shows of the year so far. That's not really saying much. Uh, Omega Con with a 10. Here at the Dynamite Show with my JD Zelda shirt. About to meet Billy. Crowd was rocking most of the night. Had a lot of fun. OTS is heavy here in Phoenix. Stick your flag here. Ew. Man. Pause. In Phoenix? Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean OTS is heavy there, Omega Kong? Is it was there other people that uh know of my work? Yeah, we got signs there. What was going on there? The signs, we got uh people talking about listening to the podcast. I don't know. Uh NC07, 15 months, no message. Thank you, NC07. Tribal Chief with a two-dollar super chat. Happy late birthday to the GOAT. OTS for life, pal. Thank you, Tribal Chief. Billy, thank you. 100 in super chat for a Billy Bomb. Thank you, brother. Eddie Hazard with the 29 months. We all know that the purpose of big business is to make money. There you go. There you go, man. You guys know the deal. Uh, Jason Barker with the 100. Thank you again, brother. Beyond the scripts, 499. Hi, JD and Jesse. Uh, I had 12 different accounts show me pictures of burning houses coming at me for some reason tonight. I hate some in the IWC. Love y'all. Uh, beyond the script, I don't, I don't, what are you doing out there on Twitter, bro, that people are making fun of your situation? Yeah, I have no I idea. I mean, you, you know how to solve that, brother? Get off Twitter. That, man, to me, bro. Get off Twitter. I am learning how to deal with Twitter, bro. I have no problem closing this app and not opening this motherfucker for days upon days on end. Works. El Mulato with the 199. The graphic was obvious. See y'all in Boss. Ton. Yes. Yes, there was uh Boston was spelled with two dollar signs. And it's spelled it boss. Yes. Again, he's telling us without telling us. Same thing he did yeah. with first dance. Yeah. Adam Casper, thank you, brother, for your one hundred dollar super chat. Thank you, three gentlemen, for the big bombs. Love you. Briggs TV with a one ninety nine. Shows you entertainment. Tampa. I told you I was right for nine years in a row. Is he still around? What is he doing um, nowadays? I, I mean, I don't know. He's probably he's probably got the same title for every one of his videos. Breaking WWE news. CM Punk returns. CM Punk returns. What, what what headlines can he make now? He's returned. CM Punk to AEW. CM Punk returns 2024 from injury. Yeah. Red Storm Pride with the two dollars Big business equals big money, and hopefully Okada. Probably. Golden Boy, $5. Brett Show tonight. Jesse, I tweeted you the promo visual with all the hints in it. You guys rock. Keep it up. Hashtag OTS for life. Hashtag smarking out. Thank you, Golden Boy. Uh, Adam, thank you for a 100 in Super Chat, brother. It will be very interesting to see Mercedes' first feud and who it will be. And the most important thing is that Mercedes has to be a huge priority. In AEW. Yeah. Absolutely. Needs it. Needs it. Needs it. You know, you get you get Britt Baker back. Now you got to build 
Now you got to build Brittany back up because you just can't bring her back and expect her to just still be sitting there on top. Get her built back up, bring in uh, Mercedes, and we could have a fight forever feud right there, man. Man, can you imagine Mercedes shows up on the 13th and then out comes Britt Breaker to interrupt? Man, let's do it. Let's get it done. Colby Duran with a 499. What's up, JD? You going to the open? Pokemon Paldean. Are you going to open the Pokemon Paldean Fates packs? Big fan of your card openings. Have a good night, guys. Best duo in the IWC. OTS for life. Uh, Colby. I got an elite trainer box right here, brother. We got uh, we got uh, a bunch of cards coming, man. I got nine bo- nine packs in here. I got uh, 60 packs coming at the end of the month. And I got another 20 packs coming hopefully this weekend. So we'll be doing do you something. Do you do openings for viewers or just yours? What do you mean opening for viewers? Like, I know a guy that will have people send him their Pokemon packs. And the streamer opens them. And then ships and ships them back to the. Oh no, I don't. Do that. No, I'm I'm not that. I'm not that. Uh, the, the the stuff that that you're talking about. I mean, those are those are like mega 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 fucking lucrative boxes. Like, yeah, yeah. That's like that's like the the old stuff. Oh, okay. Um, Colby, thank you, brother. Not today, Jay. With a four ninety nine, marks are gonna lose their shit when Mercedes debuts in AEW. I don't care because I'm a huge Mercedes supporter. And I can't wait to see her in the ring. Likewise, Jay. Not enough tribalism in there for you there. Yeah. You gotta hate someone because they don't wrestle on the channel that you like for some reason. Yeah. Um, we got a $10 super chat here from Ayad Shehab. Monet versus Soraya. There is history between them. I don't want to see Soraya in the ring ever again. Soraya doesn't do it for me at all. I don't think Soraya is, is as healthy as. They or she hoped that she would be. Otherwise, she would be in the ring a lot more. Yeah. And my personal, personal feeling. Okay. She's been out so long, and she get cleared, and she gets back in once in a blue moon. Yeah. I mean, something's up with that. Uh, Adam Casper with the ten dollars super chat. Thank you for your generosity tonight, Adam. You're all over the place. I appreciate you. Uh, AEW definitely has the best female division if it's booked correctly. I mean, they got a loaded division. Loaded. Yeah. Also, he says, hopefully TNA let Scott Demore uh, go because of budget issues and nothing else. No, it was um, it was a vision issue. Uh, apparently, Anthem and the people at the top didn't agree with Scott Demore's vision, which is commit to me a completely bullshit reason. That's not the re- that's not the reason. That's not the real. I am still waiting for the real reason. I hope to get something concrete by tomorrow. I want to get something out by tomorrow. But I'm giving you guys a scoop right now. I don't believe this story for one fucking minute. No. Uh, Adam Casper with another $100 super chat says, I definitely agree with Jesse. It needs to be about the women's division in 2024. Thank you again, brother. Also, a five. The Phoenix fans were better tonight than the St. Louis fans compared to Monday night. Yes. D-Best starter with a $5 super chat. So, will all the defending champions be there tomorrow night? Like UFC press conferences. It's... A two-night show. Great opportunity to showcase them. Um, I don't know who's going to be there outside Cody, Roman, Rock, Bianca. Um, 
Bailey's not on the graphic. I don't know who else is going to be there. Triple H is going to be there. No, Rhea? Rhea's going to be there. Hey. I don't know. Yeah, but you're right, Pastor. I mean, all the champions should be there. Uh, Stick World Mayor with 26 months. Love seeing the channel growth. Been in the venue since I was at Double or Nothing 2021 and VIP for now well over two years. Much love, brother. Hashtag suck it geeks. I appreciate you, man. Uh, wait till you see what uh, DVX doing all year for me here, man. Great stuff. Adam Casper with a $50 super chat. JD, hope you had an awesome birthday. Definitely looking forward to what you and Andrew will say after the WrestleMania press conference tomorrow night. Uh, we'll let you know, man. I think we'll be doing something. I don't know exactly what yet, but uh, depends on what happens at the press conference. Adam Casper with another 100 in super chat. The fans in Las Vegas need to rebel tomorrow evening in Vegas. Yes, they will. If it's open to the public, fans will be backing Cody 100%, and Rock is going to get it right in his face tomorrow night. Cam G with a $10 super chat. What's up, JD? Hope you and Jesse are having a good day. I got a question. What's this BCC and CMLL nonsense? Like, who really cares? Who are these guys? So many questions, but much love. Cam G, I have no fucking idea, bro. I wish I wish either one of us could tell you. I don't know. No clue. Phil with a 999. AW Big Business happening at the TD Garden. Mercedes Monet is almost home. Hope you and Jesse have a great day. Hope you had a great birthday. Stay safe. God bless. And we want Cody. I don't know if we're going to get Cody tomorrow, bro. Cody looks I like it. Cody should be at that. How, how is Cody not going to be at that press conference? He is. He's there. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think Cody looks like an idiot, but, oh. you know, maybe they make sense of it. Maybe they don't. They'll change something, but it won't make any, it won't make any sense. Judgment Day. Mike Harper with a $5 Super Jeff. Mickey James is free. Bring her in and let her run the women's division. Or like you said, Scott Demore. Congrats on 155K. Cheers. Thank you, uh, Mike. Appreciate it. Yeah, Mickey James is doing something. What is she doing? NWA? Uh, Mickey's retired, as far as I know. Not to mention her husband works for WWE. So, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen, man. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, Clint Bond with a $5 super chat. From Khan's look and build up, I think it's possible we could get money, Okada. What y'all think? The likelihood is both have money gimmicks. Uh, there is a huge possibility that we do get both, bro. Huge possibility. Yeah. Uh, Adam Casper with the $10 Super Chat. What's the motivation for the CMLL wrestling? Uh, Tony Khan's infatuation with Lucha Libre. Yeah, we spent quite some time trying to figure that out on today's show. We came to no conclusion. We don't know. Adam Casper with another 10. Pennsylvania pizza is awesome. And Phoenix Suns at Golden State Warriors basketball will be better to watch. Pennsylvania pizza. I'm a big uh, uh, curry fan. Curry's awesome. We don't even know what pizza is. Pennsylvania pizza? No, thank you, bro. Uh, Will Chisholm with a $5 Super Chat. With TNA... What? With TNA, let a cot go? Is this a sign of budget cuts for the company? I don't know who the fuck Letia Cot is, bro. I think you mean Scott Demore. <laughs> well, people type really fast, bro. And... Bro, well, you, you got to get a spell check on your ram, man. You got to get a spell check. Uh, no, I don't know if that's uh, a budget cut thing, but we'll find that hopefully soon, man. Who's who said that one? Will Chisholm. 
wheelchair. There he is. With TNA letting Scott go. Letting Scott go. With TNA okay. letting Scott okay. go. Okay. Right. Okay. There we go. People listening to this on iTunes, man. They'll be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> yeah. uh, Visionary with a five-dollar super jet. If Cody isn't in the main event of media, I don't care if he wins the title. Two years is more than enough for this story. Shout out to JD and Jesse. Thank you, Visionary. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I agree. Jamal Turney. 199. Michael Jackson did both and was the best at it. Michael Jackson's fucking great. Um, I don't. Well, on stage, look, on stage, I think most artists will sing and dance when at a concert. That's what people pay for. Everything else is free game. TV appearances and shit like that. Plenty. And it, it doesn't make them any less talented, dude. I've seen Beyonce do it. Fucking tell me Beyonce can't fucking sing. I'll fucking stab you in the nose. No, she can sing. No, she nobody just... Said, nobody said she can't. You know, sometimes it's not in the cards. Maybe they're, maybe they're losing their fucking voice. They've been singing all week on tour or whatever. Who knows? Uh, a. Alexis with a $2 super chat. I had to search for the My Eggs scene on YouTube. Uh, well, if you found it, I'm sure Probably you were thoroughly entertained. It. Adam Casper with the $2 Super Chat. Totally awesome. Swerve got an awesome reaction. Swerve is great. Dom Wapo with a 199. Didn't Owens and Austin main event mania? Yeah. That's another one. Three. Wait, but, I mean, for the geeks, night one of WrestleMania doesn't really count. Yes, it does. Uh, that's not, nope, don't count. Nope. Uh, twisted with a 24 months. Hey, JD, Jesse, great job as always. You guys rock. Betted with my friend that money when I end up in AEW. Seems like I'm going to win that bet. Alex C, you geek. Thank you, Twisted. Yeah, Alex C. Fucking clown. Next time you'll listen. Triple M with the seven months. Happy late birthday, JD. Hope you're getting prepped for the final shape. I'm just trying to kill the witness and finish the story. Listen, bro, we Guardians are going to finish the story before Cody Rhodes does. Yeah. Legitimately. Legitimately. Um, Yeah, I'm right now I'm focused on getting these uh, Riven's wishes done. I need my Apex Predator crafted, and I need to get my uh, Dungeon Exotic Catalyst, which I thought was going to be a lot easier than I I thought it was going to be, but apparently not. On the materials, too. I need my Vex... Still gonna do that. Uh, Will Chisholm with a five. Could this TNA drama make talent walk out because those wrestlers loved Scott? Yeah, I think people will end up leaving. They've already they've already said that if people want the releases to come talk to them, they also said not everybody is getting that fucking release. Yep. They literally said, like Jordan Grace, fuck that, you ain't getting it. Yep. Nicholas Anderson with a two dollar super chat. Cody Rhodes got treated like Florida State. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with that correlation. Don't watch college sports. Me neither. Will Chisholm with a five. I don't like the CMLL stuff because only people who help the BCC are jobbers. I mean, they got fucking Christopher Daniels out there with Matt Seidel. You ain't wrong. Yeah. Uh, Jamel Turney with a 199. What is your favorite Michael Jackson song? Um, Scream with Janet Jackson. Amish Paradise. What? <laughs> That's a weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> exactly. Scream with his sister, man. That's my favorite Michael Jackson. 
Clone Force with a 499. Looks like Cody has turned up into the People's Champion, and Rock has turned into the American Nightmare. Ooh. I like oh, that. You skipped over Jason Barker. Bro. I know. I'm saving him for last. Jason Barker, $5 Super Chat. Do you dabble into, into pickleball? By the way, I got a lot of JD's music on my Spotify playlist. I go work with it. I go to work with it. JD likes pickles and balls, but I don't know about pickles. I like pickles. I love pickles. Uh, I have never played pickleball before. Don't forget balls. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we got, man. Thank you so very much, man. We reached 1,000 likes. Clone Force with the 199. Rock will be booed just like LBJ did in 2010. Lyndon Baines Johnson? I guess so. There you go. Guys, thank you so very much for all your support, man. We reached 1,000 likes. You guys killed it with the Super Chats tonight. Uh, shout out to my guy, Jason Barker, and, you know, everybody else, man. You know, Adam Casper. You guys killed it with the Super Chats tonight. 100, Billy Sizane. Love you guys. Thank you for the overwhelming support here on the podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smart. Click his name at the top of the description. If you're on YouTube, it'll take you right to his channel. Go subscribe to him over there. LeBron James. LeBron James. I knew what he was talking about. Okay. I think I'm going to do a birthday stream on, my, uh, on, on my birthday. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Make sure you guys go subscribe to Jesse over there. Go check out all the other content on the channel. J Drew and I were live with TNT episode 34. We're nearing 50,000 views on last night's discussion on Dwayne. Adam Casper with the $2 Super Chat. JD, the pizza in Pennsylvania is underrated. I'll be the judge of that. And Chris with the 199. WWE's playing with fire. Tomorrow will be interesting. Yes, it will. Ladies and gentlemen, next time you see me will be tomorrow in the sub boxes. We'll talk about some TNA. Scott Demore getting fired. I don't know why. We're going to figure that one out. Don't like that move, but we'll see what happens. What TNA is, uh, is considering a loss here. AEW might pick it up and uh, benefit from it. Who knows? I know if I'm Tony Khan, I'm calling Scott Demore. Yeah. But. Uh, Favorite hand cannon. Favorite Hank Cannon? Uh, we're talking legendary or exotic? Last Super Chat. $2 Super Chat. Favorite Hank Cannon. Mine's the Crimson. Crimson is great for PvE. My favorite Hank Cannon in the game is Malfeasance, Exotic, and Fatebringer as a legendary. Really? Yeah. No love for the... Um... Sunshot? No. Sunshot, man? No. I haven't used it all season. Sunshot's OP this season. Man. This I... is the only season to use it. I know. I use, I use other things, man. It's boring. It, you know, so if you want to run the um the dungeon, the new dungeon, yeah, use sunshot to take out those uh, oracles that pop up around the boss. Yeah, takes them out like all in one shot, all one side. Interesting. I'll look into that, guys. So one shot and shoot the ones in the middle. It'll take out all on one side. Shoot the other one. Guys, I'll see you tomorrow. Off the script extra. Next time you see me live is on Friday. Smackdown and Drew and I may be live after the press conference tomorrow night right here on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.